know a winner when I see one. And Donald Trump is telling you right now, Slim Shady is a winner. He's got brains, he's got guts, and he's got Donald Trump's vote. Ladies and gentlemen, our great candidate, Slim Shady. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. Uh, this is the totally awesome Eli. There it is. <laughs> and we have a special guest here today. Uh, we have here fellow podcaster slash blogger slash YouTube star slash rapper slash video director slash actor slash next mayor of his city slash uh, you cut hair too. Uh, man, I can. You want a nice oh, ball cut? I got slash it. barber. There you go. You get it all done. It trims yeah. nose hair, the whole thing. Uh, I think he does tattoos too. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. We have Melvin Robinson, also known to some as Casey Jones, also known as Decca Jones, also known as whatever else you have. Man, bam, bam, bigger though. Uh, uh, let me see. AKA, uh, Nature Boy. No, uh, AKA Master Teacher Nature Boy. Uh, aka leader of Melanation. Nah, I just bullshit him. What's up, y'all? Y'all good? <laughs> See, we gonna run out of time with all this shit. So. No right. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, like I said, he's a fellow pod. Oh, tell him what you do, man. Tell him, tell him your shows. Tell him what all you got going on. Oh yeah, so the Rogan's Gym podcast is my main podcast. Uh, it's which one, is about. Uh, it's just a lifestyle show. It's an interview show. I am uh, under. Uh, I believe that everyone has a story and I just like to hear those stories and that's what I do. I've interviewed uh senators, sex workers, uh musicians. <laughs> like yeah, like anybody it's Jackson, so it's just Yeah, like pretty much anybody, you know, from any walk of life I've interviewed. Yeah. I think he interviewed me like a couple years ago, something like that. So you can probably look for that a while ago. Oh hey, should we talk about Black Sunday? Yeah, Sunday was, yeah, we did. Black Sunday was great, man. That was the last time I rapped on the stage. Me too. I don't think you were there the last time we did it, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. All right, like I said, we, we did a shameless plug on that one. Now we move on to the Comic Bullies podcast. We are here. We got a whole lot of times we're going to run through, so we're going to take care of them as quick as possible because we got a lot of shit to hear because a lot of fucking shit happened this weekend. Uh, None which was... This, which I, I didn't know that actually came out until Eli told me this. Eli, did you get a chance to check out the Wu-Tang album? I did. Yeah, yeah, we did. We talked about Wu-Tang last week, not knowing that a Wu-Tang album was coming out this week. So we got a chance <laughs> to, uh, to listen to it, check okay. it out. 
And like I said, the name of the album is The Saga Continues. Like I said, it, it's always rap albums coming out week after week after week. You check you check Spotify and you check title. If you miss one week, stuff just flies by. You won't even know something came out, you know, but we got a chance to at least check this out to give our opinions of real quick. Eli, let you go first. What did you what did you think about The Saga Continues? Um, well, it's it's a new Wu-Tang album. So if anybody who's into the Wu-Tang, you know what that means. Uh, basically, they're so all the all the all their solo albums are dope, but when it, it seems like whenever they get together, they get a little too serious, I think. And um, I, I this one, I mean, there's some cool tracks on there, but for the most part, it gets a uh, it, it gets a little um, a little too I don't want to say preachy, but uh, a little too Wu Tangy. Yeah, where they just uh, there were I mean, they, they do make some interesting points. I remember one they, uh, one of them one of them songs talking about how hip hop. Uh, being a learning tool and being a parent, so to speak. And I thought that was an interesting concept, you know, but that's what Wu-Tang does. They tend to like, uh, they tend to like get really uh, like a highly intelligent and uh, kind of expand your mind sometimes. So in that regard, to, to I like Wu -Tang that. Wu-Tang always like, it's this fence that Wu-Tang is always trying to straddle. Yeah. They don't want to be too gangster. They don't want to be too preachy. They don't want to be too mainstream. They don't yeah. want to be too underground. They want to find that that center point right there where they're always trying to be, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's what I always think. Wu-Tang. Oh, I ain't even gonna cut y'all. You like you keep going because I got some points I got to make about the album too. Um. I, yeah. I mean, as far as yeah, I think you hit that right. I mean, there is a couple of tracks. Uh, they were on Jimmy Fallon the other night, and I the, the what was the name of the song? The I don't know. The only one. The only, it had like this R and B hook. Which I'm like, damn, they're always ragging on R&B artists and stuff, and here they get, <laughs> they come out with this right. R total like radio friendly R&B hook. But, but they got you know. a no name R&B guy though. Like they could have got, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying they had to go get Trey Songs or something like that, but like, <laughs> who the fuck was this guy? Is Trey Songs really gonna be on a Wu Tang song? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna let Eli finish. But yeah, I mean, the song with Redman was cool, um, and. I don't know. Whenever I hear Inspector Deck, you know, start get, jumping on a verse, I mean, he, I think he's the most underrated one out of the whole group. And I just dig, I dig his verses all the time. So, I mean, for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, it's, it's a newer Wu Tang album. I don't like it as much as some of the recent, like Raekwon's solo album or some of Ghostface's Raekwon's recent solo, solo shit. Album. I love that one. Yeah. His last one. Or like the yeah. shit Ghostface was doing with the Twelve Reasons to Die and the Thirty Six yep. Seasons and all that shit. That Thirty Six Seasons. That was he was telling a story on that. Like it was yeah. like every every song was a chapter. Yeah, yeah. It was like a comic. Yeah. I think it came with a comic book and shit. Or, or something like that. Like he was telling yeah. a movie like like every guest feature on there was a different character he was playing in the in the yeah. in the movie he was writing. Yeah. I'm like man, it was. So yeah, yeah that's I, I agree with you. Like the Wu Tang albums never seem to be as good as their solo work. It, yeah. it just never is. Like, like Ghostface, Raekwon albums were both way better than this project right here. Mm -hmm. It seems like uh, – I didn't mean to cut you off you live. I'm going to go ahead and go. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying about this this Wu-Tang project they have right here, it's like the, the 90th album I've heard this year. Like, it's, it's really, really in the 90s. Like, you feel like you listen to a 90s album. That's a yeah. good thing and a bad thing. 
you know, they're basically bringing that feel to it. Uh, Wu Tang is not trying to, you know, uh, adapt to anybody else's style. They don't have any other features. You know, there, there's no, you know, uh, Gucci Mane on the album. You know, there's no Migos on the album. They're not switching their flow, you know, talking about, you know, the trap, anything like that. They're just talking about the same shit they've been talking about since the 90s, anything like that. They're not evolving. You know, like like Jay Z did with 444. You know, they're pretty much doing the same stuff they've been doing ever since the 90s, and that's how it is. Yeah. Beat wise, I've always thought Wu Tang is always beat wise hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they have so many members that it's almost like this to a compilation album. So you don't know who you're gonna get on what track. Yeah. Some Wu Tang artists I like better than others. Some Wu Tang artists I feel like have a better presence. Other like like Method Man and Ghostface, they are the the stars. Like yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're the superstars of the group. When they come on, like before they even rap, you just feel their presence on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Man was on a lot more tracks than I thought he was going to be, even though he's not a member. But whenever he shows up, of course, he's on that same level as those guys, too, even though he's not a member of the group. But when he came on, you was happy to hear him. Then you got but some other he, guys like is he like he ain't. But, you know, if you had to replace him or you guy, you'll be like, oh, well, see you later, you guy. <laughs> right, right. That's the thing. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> likes you guys. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like you got you God and Killer Priest, and I'm like, oh okay, yeah, like, like okay, I, like, but you know, like when Master when Master Killer finally showed up on like towards the end of the album, like hey, there's Master Killer <laughs> finally. Right. You I, know, I wish I Capadonna was on the album. Last time I saw Capadonna, he was on like TMZ, like on the side of the street, you know, on, on crack or some shit. I can't wasn't remember he what on he was. That, wasn't he on that one? With the that the one on Jimmy Fallon, he was on the Jimmy. He was Fallon. on Jimmy Fallon. I was yeah. like, whoa, oh, yeah. he looked way different. Than I saw him on the street in TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he cleaned himself up. So like, oh, maybe it was fake news. Who knows what it was? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, like I said, listen to the album. It was it was good. It's definitely you know it's a departure from the same stuff I've been hearing you know in my in my playlist over and over again. So it's refreshing to hear some of that '90s sound. But you know, of over 18 tracks, you like. Okay, guys, I get it. You know, yeah, it's cool. Like I said, it doesn't measure up to the Wu Tang solo albums. Yeah. I do feel like it's better than the last Wu Tang album, which I thought was like hot garbage. Yeah, that Better Tomorrow. Yeah, I was whatever that was. I, I, was like, I yeah, I, I listened to it so many times trying to convince myself that it didn't suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So when I hear this album, I'm like, okay, it's a decent. It's a it's a decent, acceptable album I can put in and wouldn't be and wouldn't mind listening to. It's a, you know, it's a it's an honest effort. You know, not yeah. a great album, not you terrible. Know, you know that uh, million dollar album they saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Martin Trilly, yeah. Have you have you heard that one? Just Has in the background. Heard? I Just, heard it. You heard it? Yeah. Okay. Is it good? Martin Trilly, <laughs> he's like. My cu- my cousin sells him cocaine. <laughs> Shout out to your cousin. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he let me hear it, man. And uh, let me tell you this: they got a song called "Into the Thirty Six Chambers Again," and it's amazing. It's wow. amazing. Wow! Because Method Man said he hadn't even heard the album. He's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> He says on the album, he says, I've heard this album before. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe he was just making up shit. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it was a great album. That was great. Uh, a Better Tomorrow sucked. Uh, 
Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. At least back, yeah. That's the thing is, Izzy, the guy, one of the geek sads on my other podcast, he was talking about it. He was like, man, used to be like, whenever I heard Wu Tang, I'd like want to stomp on people's heads. And now when I hear Wu Tang, it's like, I feel old and I want to take a nap. <laughs> because <laughs> they grew up I mean because it, it does sound like I mean we're old so it sounds like old people music yeah it's like you know, yeah it was I like, can that's... imagine a 15 to 16 year old listening to this Wu-Tang album I can I can imagine a, a 15 60 year old listening to this album and going daddy is that what you used to listen to you know I can I can yeah. imagine that you know yeah oh, that's what I was okay oh, oh I, I was saying yeah that's that's it's like they're they're they grew up you know they're not I said stomping on heads is for kids man Grown men got bills to pay. That's the, right. <laughs> you know, you got mature. Right. got movie deals he's working on and shit. Yeah. You know. So like, they used to play this in the strip club. Like, I just don't see. Like, I don't hear Wu Tang and be like, I want to stomp somebody's head in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of strip club, a uh, buddy of mine, actually Anthony, the other guy I do the Geek Savs podcast with, he's a sound man, and he works like in clubs and he goes on tour with bands and does sound. And he was working at the this club one night and they, they had like a, a booty shaking contest yeah. and, and he didn't have, he's a metal guy. He's into death metal and shit. And he didn't have any like boot. Like <laughs> he's like, dude, I need some booty shaking music. You got anything? I was like, all, all I had was 36 chambers in my car on the CD. What? The so, ghost face one? No, the, the, no, the, oh, the, the, the old one. Okay. The old yeah. Ent- uh, yeah. Enter the Wu-Tang. <laughs> okay. So he put that on. So yeah, you saw a bunch of chicks shaking their asses to bring the ruckus. It was fucking hilarious. That is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. Like a, a lot of times, if the stripper and I don't know, I don't know how we got a stripper out there, but I think that if a stripper doesn't like the song, they won't dance. I've seen it before. I've seen a DJ put on a bad song, you know, and the DJ and the stripper would just stop dancing, you know, like no play my song and that's it. So you saying they actually would dance to Wu Tang? Damn, that's a queen ass stripper thing. <laughs> That, that is that will not happen down here. You cannot play. Not even back in the nineties, you can't play Wu Tang down here in Mississippi and a stripper will dance to it. Not gonna happen. I don't know. That's what I think. No, you're not playing. You gonna play gravel pit or some shit, and she's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I've seen the strippers stop dancing when she looks. She looks at the DJ like, "If you don't play some shit, I wouldn't dance to. I'm not gonna dance." You know. Then everybody starts booing. And everybody looking to kill the DJ. You know, the DJ just throws on some. Some, some whatever fuck she wants to dance to, and she starts dancing. Everybody's throwing money again. So that's why I, I've seen stri- so strippers important. protest. You know, <laughs> that's why Migos is so important. <laughs> they will dance over any Migos, right? Play it, they will dance. So yes, they dance for Quavo. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So everyone, Eli, you want to give your rating on on the Wu Tang album? Ah, uh, three out of five. Fuck it. I give it 3.5. I give it 3.5 because there are two songs I really do like. I like the People Say song, which I think is a is a is a banger. I think they could really push that one. And it's one of the songs I can't remember, but I know if I hear it, I like it. Yeah. Other than yeah, that, most yeah. of the album is kind of forgettable. I mean, every album, there's usually one or two like gems on it, you know. Yeah. But other than that, that's pretty much it. So yeah. uh like I said, moving past that, we could talk for one uh group of old rappers to another old rapper. And this one was actually pretty much set the internet on fire this weekend. We could talk about Eminem. And of course, we know he had his BET freestyle going on. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is a comic book bullies. This is a comic book podcast. What the fuck does this have to do with comic books? I will tell you what it has to do with comic books. Eminem had a line on there. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but let's see if I remember. It remembers 
He said, racism, yeah, racism is the only thing you're fantastic for. You're orange and you get your rocks off. Something, <laughs> something. I can't remember what it. He was talking about the thing. He was talking about the thing. Ben Grimm, Fantastic Four, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's comic book related. Now, now that we got this shit out the way, let's talk about the freestyle. Okay, so did everybody hear it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, before we get into the aspect of the controversy of it, on a technical level, what do we think about it? We're scoring out of five or out of ten? Out of five. Out of five. That's how we do it. Uh, 2.5. 2.5? Ouch. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eli, what would you think? I'll give it a 3.5 just because I'm not an Eminem fan, but, you know, I, I dug I dug what he was saying. You know? Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm an Eminem fan. I, I give it a 4. I give it a 4. No, nothing had a 4. Not a 4.5, not a 5. I give it a 4 because, like I said, even though I know he – I know at this point going at Trump is almost kind of, you know, it's like what's the point now because everybody does it. But at the same time, there were some good, you know, metaphors in there. Some good wordplay in there that I kind of like that he was doing in there, and like the fact that he did it, you know, a cappella. You can almost say, yeah, it wasn't really a freestyle because with a freestyle had to go over beat, it was more spoken word than anything. But yeah. like I said, I, I I give him credit for that. You know, I give him credit for that, Even, uh, especially since they call it a freestyle when we know he took multiple takes with it. You know, he didn't do that in one take. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like I said, well, like I said, the the concept of freestyle is kind of overrated nowadays, anyway way but now like you said we can get past that we can talk about the actual controversy of the freestyle because it seems it has pissed off everybody everybody you're white you're pissed off if you're black you're pissed off everybody in between is pissed off but everybody's pissed off for a different reason yeah yeah of course like for instance <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it is that's that's the world we live in now everybody can't be mad for the same reasons anymore so like i said uh and, and this is the reason why i give it a 4.5 because of this one line because i was going to give it a 3.5 to this one line where he gave it and then when he actually talked about his own fans who he has more trump supporters than any other rapper out there and he basically put his line in the sand basically said if you're with trump you're not with me fuck you and that's it and, you know, a lot of if you go on the Internet, you have a lot of people saying that, OK, after Eminem said that, I'm done with him. Fuck him. I'm not getting any more of his music. I'm trashing all the music I do have. So you have some, a lot of people pissed off about him for for basically going at Trump because they were Eminem fans and Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. So now they basically said in line that basically you can't be both, you know. So and then you have the other side of a lot of people being pissed off. So. And Casey, I know you've seen this online. You, we both been in debates with this shit about this. How people don't like the fact that Eminem is speaking on behalf of black people, basically. Yeah. Well, so I um I so I actually I'm going to actually rescind my my previous statement because at first I was like, you know, he got some a project coming out or something, and I don't really care. And I talked to someone who's uh, I mean, they were in the music industry for like a, a, a nice amount of time. They've met him before. Uh, he knows a lot of his people and he basically explained, you know, some things to me. So I really do think, you know, him was genuine in this. Um, so I mean, I think when people say, I don't want him speaking for black people, Never did like he mentioned the injustices that you know black people you know go through or whatever, but it wasn't just like 
hey, I'm talking for my black friends. You know what I'm saying? Like it was put up the black fist. Yeah, cool. Everybody does the everybody does, like if you if we keeping it funky, the black power fist is the went the way of the kneel, honestly. When like kneeling for the flag, like the black power fist is yeah, it's black power, but everybody uses the black power fist. Everybody. Like everybody. Like the black black power fist is very mainstream. Like you know what I mean when a black person does it, but it's a lot of white people that do it. Okay, okay. So I mean, yeah, black half is cool. Like everyone doing the black half is isn't just like I, I just I personally, Kate, Melvin Casey Felker didn't see it as like a I'm speaking for black people. I saw it as just like a I'm speaking for my dislike for Trump. You know what I'm saying? I got to disagree with you on that. I got to disagree with you on that. I think when he did put up the black fist, especially when he started going off about uh, black people that that died and did die, you know, to police brutality, he was counting them off one by one while holding the black fist and talking about Kaepernick at the same time. He was definitely trying to push the, you know, basically trying to come across the black struggle, especially. And you got a lot of people that saying that he did come off kind of like a white savior doing that, especially when you have nothing but black people behind him. You know, stand behind him while he's doing all this rapping and things like that. Now, that but, being said, well, I'm sorry, to interrupt, but if they would have put, if they would have struggled some white people behind them, people would have been mad about that too. You know what I'm saying? Or a mixture. Yeah, like people would have been mad. Like you can't please everybody. It's it, like you can't. Okay, I I agree with you on that. Like, man, no matter what he did, he would have. Yeah. You know, people would have found a way to you know get mad. And, and honestly, I don't think people should get mad at what Eminem is doing. Now, m- was this a publicity stunt? Was this something to hype up his album? Maybe it was. What What if it was? Does that take away from the message he was given? I mean, people do publicity stunts all the time. Gucci Man is getting married this weekend with an album coming out, right? Is that not a publicity stunt? Yeah. So, I mean, so why can't you do both? Why can't you promote your album and talk about certain issues all together? And, okay, people are mad about Eminem speaking out on behalf of you know black lives matter or happening or whatever like that okay you can be mad all you want to but at the same time let's face the facts eminem is the best-selling rapper of all time now i know a lot of people think numbers don't matter like that so let's rearrange the numbers and let's really put those numbers into perspective not only he's the best rapper of all time from the decade of 2000 to 2009 he was the best-selling artist alive or dead he was outselling Elvis. He was outselling Michael Jackson. He was outselling everybody. So, if, okay, so nothing Eminem said is original. Everything he said, other people have already said. Other rappers have been saying for decades. Other rappers have been saying last year. Probably even better than he said it. Yeah. But just because they said it doesn't make his message, you know, any diluted. Because the thing is, because he does the numbers he does, Eminem is going to have a much farther reach than, than YG will. Or David Banner will. You oh, know, yeah. he's, he's going to reach an audience that they can't reach. Eminem so, is one of the only rappers we honestly like. Eminem is one of the rappers, only one of the only rappers we actually care about. And Eminem is also one of the only musical artists where if he did something like this, it will make this kind of noise. You know what I'm saying? Right. So well, I'm pretty sure he wasn't the only one to talk about Trump that night. Oh no, I mean he wasn't, and it's like you know, man, it's like. Yeah, he wasn't, you know. And so, 
that's my only thing. I think people need to just put this stuff in perspective. Yeah, you can be mad about Eminem coming out and saying this stuff. You can call Eminem a culture vulture, whatever you want to, or something like that. But at the same time, you can't get mad when you when you want, you know, uh, somebody to use that because let's let's be honest, Eminem does have white privilege on his side. He has admitted this himself. This is not something that he, you know, he he denies. So what's wrong for him using his privilege? to use that to reach other people and people are mad at him for that reason oh, like, no, no. it's like you don't want people to help you even though you ask for help and we also gotta kind of remember that internet like the internet isn't like a monolith like you have a lot of different opinions and the internet gives everybody a voice so we can't really just look at like you know like a singular like everybody saying this you know what I'm saying and I think you know we kind of lose that sometimes so that that's the only thing I want to say about that. So people just want to just put everything in perspective. Uh, Eli, you have you hyped up for the Eminem album next week, next month? Um, I'm hyped up that you're hyped up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like I said, so we can pretty much move past that. Now we can actually talk about the actual box office numbers because we actually have some exciting numbers. We have actually some surprising numbers right here that I wasn't expecting to go with. And we're just going to go through them real quick. Casey, since you're new to the podcast, I'm just going to call out some, some, uh, some, I guess, movies or whatever, and you just name whether you saw them, what you thought about them, or whatever. So, number right. one, here we go. Here we go. Number one, uh, for this weekend, we have Happy Death Day. And I did not see that, and I don't think I'm going to see it. I don't I don't think you're the demographic for that. Okay. <laughs> but the funny thing is it beat out Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is kind of shocking because people expecting Blade Runner to be this, you know, this monster hit and it only held the number one box office for one week. So this movie is gonna look like it's probably gonna be the biggest flop of the year, even though it's got like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes or like that. So well, yeah. love it, but nobody gives a shit. Let me tell you something about Blade Runner. Blade Runner is one of those movies where it's like I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna tell you the god honest truth about Blade Runner. I've seen maybe 15 minutes of Blade Runner, and yes, I know, I know, I know, it's shocking. But the like, the new I, one or the old? Huh? The new one or the old one? The old one. Okay. And I just never have been interested in watching Blade Runner. Well, here's the thing. The first one flopped, too. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, I was under that understanding that, like, yeah, like, the first one wasn't just this, like, huge hit. It's one of those things where, like, people who want to sound smart, well, to me, like, like, oh, have you ever seen Blade Runner? It's like, ah. it's like I'm good on it. I'm great. Right. But they try to make it like it seems like it's bigger than what it is. So I mean, my thing about my thing about this new Blade Runner movie is just that I feel like they're trying to make Ryan Gosling like this this Nick Vic thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that guy. I don't go get excited for Ryan Gosling movies, you know. Like, like okay, whatever, you know. Ryan Gosling, got, they've been giving, trying to get that to him for like ten years now too. Yeah, it's always seemed like it's a guy always being pumped by the Hollywood machine to be the next one. So they keep crank. They keep putting them in these movies no one gives a shit about. Like, what, what Zach Efron, you know, they keep throwing him in movies that no one really gives a shit about, but they're going to keep trying to make him a hit. Like, no one gives a shit, you know. Uh, another thing, Harrison Ford, you know, Harrison Ford looks like he bored as fuck in this movie. Yeah. Like, he, he got him on the poster. He's just wearing a t-shirt. He's like, man, look, cut the check. I bought a house. <laughs> like, I'm not like my kid bought a house. Like, shit. 
Like that that's exactly what it looks like. He like he don't give a shit. So I'm like, I'm looking at the movie poster. He don't look he give a shit. Why should I give a shit? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, I've seen plenty think, of movies where Harrison Ford don't give a shit anymore, so I don't want to sit through three hours of that because this movie is three hours long. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, that's it's like perfect. two hours and like forty nine minutes or fifty minutes or some shit like this. I'm like, nope, that's okay. Yeah, I think think people are thinking it was going to be a big hit because there's all this 80s nostalgia going on these days. No, 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 no. It's 90s nostalgia going on these days. Well, well, because, well, we have like Stranger Things and, uh, you know, the Goldberg. So the 80s is like, you know, as far as 80s movies, they're doing all these reboots from the 80s and shit. and, And they thought, oh, let's get Blade Runner because, you know, it was like, a you know, nerds like Blade Runner. So. I love Blade Runner. I love the, you know, I got the the, the four disc set with all these damn versions of it, and but I had no interest in seeing this one because it's not really. I I, I didn't see what the point. What's the point of having a second one? You know, there, I, there's really no. I didn't see the point in it. You know, there's, it's really not a story that needs to be continued. I felt like, and so I, it just seems like that's what they were trying to do. Was just try to capitalize on nostalgia right now, and I, yeah. I, so I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I love so the first one. <laughs> so maybe eventually we'll get around to this thing, I guess. Uh, number three, we have we have the foreigner. Oh, is that Jackie okay, Chan? The Jackie Chan movie. I, yeah, the I, Jackie I, Chan. I want to see that. Movie. I want to see that. Yeah. But they I actually it said it's really Pierce Brosnan's movie, even though Jackie Chan is like like on the poster stuff like that. It's more like his movie than anything else because they said it's more like a, a political drama than a kung fu movie. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Oh, so they hit us with the Chris Brown and Stomp in the Yard shit. Basically, I didn't see that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's a bullshit. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I like Pierce Brosnan. I, I, give me a political thriller any day, you know, where you're actually talking about some shit like that, you know. But throw some Jackie Chan, sprinkle it in with some Jackie Chan shit going on. That actually sounds pretty interesting. I need it all, Jackie, man. Yeah, but do you really want 60-year-old Jackie in 2017 all yeah. day, every day? Yes, I still believe right now Jackie Chan can kick anybody's ass. I know. <laughs> they say he kicking some ass in this movie, but he ain't. He ain't. This ain't 1997 Jackie Chan. I put it like that. Oh. You know when he jumping off buildings and shit like that. You know, break his leg and then you know now. wrap his leg up, keep filming the scenes and shit. You know, he ain't doing that shit no more. Yeah, I mean, but. I, I just, I just really like. I'm a really, 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 really big Jackie Chan man. Like. Like, when Jackie Chan died, I might not go to work that day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jackie Chan day. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, man, Jackie Chan died. And somebody would be like, what the fuck? I'd be like, hey, be respectful, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, like, I like Jackie Chan a lot. And I wanted him to be in this movie more. And now that he's not, I don't know how sure I want to see it. But I did want to go see it. I mean, how is it? Because they, they, this is not your typical Jackie Chan movie. They're saying it's kind of like a... You know, you can you can tell from the trade. You know, Jackie Chan like playing comedies and shit like this. This ain't that, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, moving on. Like I said, number four we have it, which is still steamrolling over everybody. It's still pulling in numbers. Probably gonna pull in. It's probably gonna stay in top five since, like I said, it's getting close closer to Halloween. People are gonna want to see a scary movie, so and I imagine it's gonna be there. Uh, the number five is the Mountain Between Us, the Idris Elba and Ken's Kate Kate Winslet movie. I, I think mm-hmm. I said the name, but whatever. Uh, they stuck on a mountain some shit, and I think they eat each other, man. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I just <laughs> that sounds awesome, if that's what it is. 
Uh, if if that goes to see the movie and they don't eat each other, I want my money back. <laughs> so uh, number six, we'll just run through the rest of them real quick. We got number six, we got American Made. We got number seven, we got Kingsman. We got number eight, the Ninjago movie with Lego. Number nine, uh, Eli, your movie, My Little Pony. Uh, oh yeah, sweet. number ten, Victoria and Abdul. The fuck? That was the new Kingsman uh, movie. I I don't think anybody saw it. Okay. Yeah, that movie's gonna fly. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but here's the thing. Like, guess what other movie came out this week that I didn't name? Yeah, what was that? That was Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Oh, did that come out? That came out this week, yeah. Oh, shit. And it debuted at number 14. Okay. Professor yeah, that's, yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty bad. Cause they, they were thinking this was going to be like some kind of Oscar buzz movie, and they were thinking it's going to be like an Oscar season, stuff like that. So they thought it was going to be like this huge thing, and nobody saw this shit. So. <laughs> but you know, that doesn't stop them from, from like, you know, going over that shit. Like, I mean, Case, you're familiar with, like, the creator of Wonder Woman, right? Like, you know his whole backstory and shit? The creator of Wonder Woman? Yeah. No. He's, like, the most interesting man of all time. Really? This dude has, like, they, they need a movie. They really need a TV show about this guy. <laughs> a sitcom. They need, they need a, like a sitcom. A sitcom. <laughs> like, they need an HBO, like, series about this guy. This, this dude did some shit. This ain't Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. You know, a lot of people getting pissed off. Why are they doing a movie about the creator of Wonder Woman? Why don't they do Stan Lee and Jack Kirby? Them motherfuckers sat in their room for 10 hours drawing and shit. <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> did some real shit. First off, he created the lie detector. That's, that ain't even the most interesting wait, shit. Wait, wait, wait. He created the lie detector? Yeah. Yes. Or oh, like so that's how he got the last of the truth idea? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, it gets like deeper. Said, mom, it gets deeper. The lasso of truth. It gets deeper. It gets deeper. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm building up to it. That ain't the most interesting <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, like I said, his mom was a suffragist, so she fought for like women's rights and like that. And that's why he also got the idea for Wonder Woman. Okay. But that's not even the most interesting shit. The most interesting shit is how can I say this? Um, his girlfriend, no, his wife. He and his wife shared his girlfriend, and they all lived in the same house. Oh, so they were like polyurethane. Poly yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they was all into it all together like that. Actually, he brought her in. Like she would like his girlfriend was one of his students, you know, because he was a college professor. Okay. So she was one of oh. his students. So that's how he got in with her. And I guess they were working on a project, and, he, and his student actually helped him make Wonder Woman, like create Wonder Woman. Yeah, you know, gave him kind of ideas and shit like that, and the wife was helping also, and then the wife was like, "Yeah, I like her," and the, and the <laughs> husband was like, "Yeah, I like her," and they just all did their whole thing, and bam, 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 this you know it's what it is, and they all in the house together, and they all made Wonder Woman together. He basically made Wonder Woman based on them, like she, oh, wow. like Wonder Woman's personality, his wife and girlfriend's personality. Oh wow! Yeah. And you didn't mention he was all into S and M and bondage and shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was all into BDSM and all that shit. No, uh, he was just like a freaking motherfucker that likes respected women. That like that, did you ever, yeah. like, that like getting tied up. He like getting book. tied up. Yeah, like the original Wonder Woman comic books. Wonder Woman was tied up in every single issue. Huh? Yeah, just tied. She was getting whipped. She was chained. She was in ropes. All this shit. And actually, the government came after him because of that shit. Like, they hey, came after dude. him and attacked comic books. 
Who is in like, this movie? Uh, Luke Gross and some shit. I don't know. Luke Gross. <laughs> the dude from Dracula. And one of them Hobbit movies. I can't remember. Oh, oh that's right. Fast and Furious. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Not Hobbit. Shaw. One of the Shaw people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's him. So, the government actually attacked the creator of Wonder Woman. They went after Wonder Woman and some other books also, basically saying, like, you're basically throwing all this BDSM and this sex shit and selling it to kids. We need to get this shit off the shit. Right. So they did they did all this shit. So, you know, he had to basically they created, you know, censorship for comic books because of him and other folks and stuff like that. Had a whole bunch of comic books snatched off the shelves like that. That's why like the comic book industry died for like decades and shit. And that's how Marvel was able to creep in all this shit because of all this, you know, this uh kinky shit he was throwing in comic books back in the day so wonder woman doing this shit now but back then that's all she was she was like wonder woman was in the bondage you know uh dominatrix shit you know the subs and the dom shit all that shit was in the comic books back then yeah that 50 shades of gray shit and stuff like that so yeah it was that's what i'm saying like the movie sounds interesting but nobody gives a fuck nobody wants to see it yeah it's like i like i don't care about that <laughs> I, guess, I guess people think they're just going to go see a, a, a Stan Lee movie or some shit like that. Like, I don't want to see this motherfucker just draw shit all day, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to... What a tit is it? Right. <laughs> they don't know that this motherfucker, like, he really... not like, Why he created Wonder Woman, he got his girlfriend tied up and, you know... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his wife a safe word and shit, you know? Wow. Yeah, so... Hopefully to win an Oscar, who knows? I'm not going to see this shit. Whatever. Oh, what's next on the list? What's next on the list? I guess we can get past the box office now. We can talk about some trailers. Now, guys, like I said, we had a whole bunch of trailers that dropped this weekend. One trailer that I do want to talk about right now that I hopefully everybody saw this shit. And if you didn't, I'm going to be fucking pissed off right now if you didn't see it. Uh, Black Panther. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. Okay. okay. Everybody got a chance to see the Black Panther trailer, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Quick thoughts, impressions. Everybody want to say something before I go? It's lit. Yep. Yeah, Black Panther's so lit. Yeah, <laughs> I, wa- I, I want to see it. <laughs> they had some things. I just saw some little things. Now, I'm not going to do a breakdown of this trailer like I did the last trailer. Because I feel like every time I do a breakdown like that, it spoils the movie for me. It's like some shit I just need to just wait till it comes out. So I'm not going to do this shit. I did see some shit like they got they got Wakanda hidden. Like Wakanda's invisible. That's how we're like, like Wonder Woman's island was. Wakanda's the same way. So you can see him going through that shit. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Not really. I think Wakanda's like underground or some shit, and I don't know what whatever the fuck. I can't remember. I don't think it's invisible shit like that, but that's what they're doing in this. One. So whatever, I'm cool with that. No big deal. I'm gonna complain about it. There's two complaints we're gonna make about the trailer. I know everybody else is happy and shit like that, but I'm I'm gonna make two complaints. And I'm gonna be that guy, so I don't give a fuck. First off, I'm kind of pissed that they doing the they turn Killmonger into another evil Black Panther to fight the good Black Panther. It's that same Marvel shit that they do damn near all their movies, man, that I'm kind of... That shit gets old. Like, they did shit with Ant-Man, they did shit with Iron Man, they did shit with Hulk, you know. I also hate they revealed it. Well, honestly, if they didn't reveal it and I saw it in the movie, I would have been pissed anyway. You know, because I thought, you know, I don't want to see the good, the evil version of the good version, because we've seen that shit so much before, man. I'm like, come on, give us... Give us something else. I thought Killmonger was going to be bigger than that. Or maybe he would have had to fight Killmonger and Claw and Man-Ape all at the same time and do like they had a triple team or some shit like that and he had to fight. You know, give me something different. 
But this, this is my thing. So how does he have a Black Panther suit? I thought it was like a mystical thing. No, no, no. It's just a regular ass suit. Anybody can wear it. It's like Iron Man. You can just grab it and just wear it. But I thought you had to like get that like heart or some shit and then like I thought like the Black Panther was like chosen. The Black Panther is chosen. You know, you gotta be the Black Panther to actually get like, cause you know, he basically like, you know how Captain America like a super soldier and he can like run and all this shit like that. So Black Panther can do this shit even without the suit. So that's what the heart shit does. But as far oh, as the actual okay. suit, anybody can wear that shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know. Maybe he did eat the heart and shit. We don't know. You know, cause they, I think they got that shit in the, in the, in the trailer, you know, where like the, the, the grass has been, or the, not the grass, the crops have been, permeated with vibranium and shit like that and they get mystical powers and shit so we don't know we don't know how it goes from there uh number two trailer the music eh, i'm not sold on vince staples that's just me i think I Vince Staples is the new like so you remember when like tribe Cow quest was big and people would be like say i listen to tribe Cow quest to sound cool mostly white people right i think he's that new person for white people. <laughs> he's he's not there yet for me. Maybe he needs about a year or two left, kind of like you know, underground some more and give me some more mainstream hits before he get there. I think he's not ready for this type of venue yet. Like like Run the Jewels last last trailer, that was fucking awesome. That had me hyped. I was ready to go. Run the Jewels is good. Yeah, I, I would say Run the Jewels is the new Tribe Called Quest for white folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hey. While, while I'm, I'm, white, while, while I'm sitting here with the one the Jules hoodie on. Yeah, and the Jules has that crossover appeal though. Yeah. Killer Mike <laughs> actually actually liked one of my videos I directed before. For this artist named uh Skip Coon, and he was like he retweeted it and everything, and I was like, Oh shit, Killer Mike just retweeted on it. But this is like the beginning of Run the Jewels, not like you know, afterwards. So I was like, Oh hey, shit. All I know is that Run the Jewels is getting their Marvel money right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They was on Black Panther. They was on Defenders. <laughs> they do all those uh Black Panther shorts they do on YouTube like that. So they they oh, get yeah. that moment. They they in there yeah. now. So it's probably gave my whole new fan base like that. I'm just saying, yeah, like yeah, you could throw Vince Staples in there and try to make him a thing, but how much awesome would that trailer would have been if it was Kendrick Lamar? Man, uh, come on. That's that's all my thing, man. Come on, that DNA song. Plus, I think Kendrick Lamar's gonna be. On, I think the DNA uh, Kendrick Lamar song is gonna be in, on the soundtrack anyway. So we'll see how it plays. Now they're probably saving it. So, or I'm it could sure, be just this. I'm sure, some Kendrick gonna be on it. Kendrick will be on it. He got to be on this. Everything black is gonna be on Black Panther. That's all it is to yeah. it. If you if you're black entertainer and you're not involved with Black Panther, you need a new agent. That's all it is. You need a new agent because everybody finna get some of that Black Panther. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, so but yeah, it's I'm hyped for oh but other than that, I love the trailer. I'm hyped for the movie. It looked like it's something different. I just wanna know they make Wakanda look great, man. They make Wakanda look better than Asgard. <laughs> That's the shit I don't understand, man. I mean they make that shit you know it got that Afro futuristic type tech deal to it. The coolest thing I saw in there when Black Panther like jumped out of his plane and then he threw like the ninja bombs at the at the cars and shit. I was like, man, that shit look badass as fuck. But then I started thinking, like, how the fuck did he land? It don't like, matter. Does he, have, does he have a parachute or something? Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, awesome trailer. Like I said, we can move past this. Another trailer came back uh, by it that kind of shocked me also is the new Mutants trailer. Now, did everybody get a chance to check that out? Yeah. 
I didn't get okay. a chance. Yeah, how was it? It was different. Unexpected. That's what I can say from that. Because, like I said, uh, we, we actually talked about, on this, or not on this podcast, but on our previous podcast, of like last year, we talked about the uh, the New Mutants, you know, movie being made, and we broke the movie down, and who was going to be in it, and who was directing it, and who was acting, and all stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on somewhere. You can look for it, and you find that it's there. But, like I said, we got a trailer from it, and I wasn't expecting it to be a horror movie. That's the yeah. shit that kind of caught me by surprise, because uh, Eli, I, you know more about New Mutants than I do. I mean, were you did they oh, have really? like a horror element to it in it anywhere? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's. I've heard it was supposed to be a horror movie because it's supposed to be the Demon Bear uh, storyline. Um, so I knew he was trying to go for like a shining, insidious, conjuring sort of feel. Um, yeah, that's what's hot right now, right? Yeah. Um, now the the Demon Bear saga is basically Danny Moonstar, aka Mirage. She's the Native American mutant. Um, you know, and what is her power exactly? We can't we still haven't figured out what her power is. She can like enter your dreams or something and take up and, and, and get your fears. Oh, so she actually got real power. She does she doesn't have like tracking powers and shit. No, she's got some psychic, mystical, you know, Indian horseshit, you know. <laughs> okay, so she's not like Thunderbird. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like Native Americans kind of get a bad rep in comics because it's always like their powers are always some shit like that. Yeah, they don't even explain the powers. They just like they're Native American. They just got powers. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she, you already know what it is. Yeah, she wears dreamcatcher earrings. That's her ability. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and 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 yeah. So, but the demon bear was like this monster, like spirit that like entered. Danny Moonstar's dreams and like killed her parents or something and then started raising like uh, zombies and shit and they had to, the, the the new mutants had to go to like this astral realm spirit world to fight it and that's what they basically what that storyline is and that's what this movie's supposed to be about um, and it like it looks cool I'm just like I saying this chick that's playing Danny Moonstar I hope she's actually native and it's yeah. not. It's not being so whitewashed. Y'all still haven't seen the paperwork yet. Yeah, I yeah. Because me being a Native American comic book fan, we don't really get to see natives. Like even Warpath in uh, Days of Future Past, that dude's half right. Asian and white. He ain't native, you know. Oh, oh I, 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 yeah. I was watching The Gifted tonight. That guy playing uh, Thunderbird. Yeah. White as hell. <laughs> Is he? I, I thought he was he looks part something. White. I don't know. Maybe they had him in the wrong shade or something like that. He looks white to me. I thought I I thought I saw something that he's actually like they, they he's got a tribal affiliation, so that's okay. that's 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 the find, key. Find his paperwork. We, yeah, we'll that's the key. This this, week, so. this chick playing uh this Blue Hunt actress, she hasn't really said where she's from, where her hair, where, what tribe she's from, or what reservation she's from. She just it just says on her Wikipedia page Native American. Yeah. You're like, it's me. <laughs> like, 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 I am a NATO. Yeah, like it's on a resume. Like like it's a fashion statement. You know <laughs> Oh, she's pulling a Rachel Rachel Dolan's all on y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if she's if she's not Native American, then this is gonna piss off all the twenty five Native American comic geeks that are out there. Because this isn't getting attention. Not like Ghost in the Shell did. You know, when the Asians right. found out that Scar Joe was playing Ghost in the Shell, oh, they went ape shit. You know, it got all kinds. Because how many countries 
are occupied by Asians. They got a bunch. <laughs> There's just more Asians what? than Native Americans. So well, this I'm is glad you bring yeah. it up because that, that, that's not the only whitewashing role they have in there. You remember Sunspot? Oh, is that is that uh? I thought that guy's white. Is he not white? No, he's Afro Latino. Afro Latino. Like go okay. back and read those old '80s comic books. That dude was black as hell. Okay. Who was Sunspot? Sunspot was this Brazilian dude, but he was like, oh, that's right. Brazilian. He's like Brazil. Yeah, he, yeah. He yeah, was like, he's like dark. He can fly and sh- no, not no. I'm fly. thinking, of, I'm thinking so, of cannon. I'm thinking of cannonball. Okay. Oh, sunspot. Oh, yeah. cannonball. White is here. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> of cannonball. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so sunspot was this dark mutant. You know, he was Brazilian, but every decade from the 80s to the 90s, all of a sudden he started getting lighter and lighter <laughs> and lighter. And then I started seeing sunspot. He knew, but I'm like, who the fuck is this white guy with sunspot power? You know. Yeah. But they never explained it. You know. So he was yeah. in Days of Future Past also, and they got a white guy to play him. Oh, no shit. So I'm like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, they, so, well, yeah, yeah, so they, the same bullshit they pulled with Moonstar, they're doing the same shit with Sunspot. Yeah. Really? Yes. Like, uh, I, I, I can show you one of those old 80s comic books. Man, that dude was black as fuck. Oh, wow. Yeah, now he, now, but they lighted every issue. He kept getting lighter and lighter and lighter. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what the fuck New Geek's doing, so... Uh, all I all I know is that uh, Eli, if your guy, if your blue blue hunt doesn't have paperwork, we riot. If they don't get this sunspot shit fixed, we riot. <laughs> Everybody's getting pissed. So. Well, cool. That, that we got some allies going because right, yeah, no, all the same like thing. no one, not, like none of my native friends know about because I'm like one of the I, I'm the only one who reads comics around. Me. <laughs> right, and I, like, come I, on, I, thought man. It, I thought it's sunspot shit. You know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get the movement going, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> what, uh, wasn't Bishop in Days of Future Past for like all three minutes? Yeah, he was. So it was like affirmative action. We got the black mutant. We got the black female mutant. We got an Asian. Yep. We got an Asian playing a native. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sneaking in there. Oh well. And, and the and the white men were still in charge. So. <laughs> and the white men were still in charge. Yep. <laughs> Kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, they got all these crazy aliens like that, but the one guy in charge is white guy. A oh, stupid white guy, which is so <laughs> right, the dumbest one of <laughs> Which is which is so true. Oh man, but yeah, the funny thing about the the new movies that the X Men got three movies coming out in 2018. Oh yeah, yeah. So sure. they they load up. They got new movies coming out. Deadpool is coming out, which just wrapped this weekend. Well, this week. Uh, and they also got the Dark Phoenix Saga, which also wrapped this week. So I think it comes out like next year around this time or something like that. So they got three moves. So they low no. I don't know. Here's the thing. I know everybody wants Marvel to get their shit back, but I know for Deadpool and the New Mutants, Marvel wouldn't make these movies. They yeah. wouldn't make a horror movie. And they wouldn't make a Deadpool movie. So no. Yeah. X Men got shit. Now the well, Dark like Saga. That's probably yeah. gonna suck ass. But well, it's like yeah, what Gomer was saying last week. He was saying Marvel just keeps making comedies. You know. <laughs> like, yeah, he. Well, see, Gomer don't like any of those movies anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. even the ones that we like, he don't like them either. So yeah. So that's how that is. So uh, like I said, we can move on past that. We just, like I said, we got some good trailers. Those trailers were good. But you know what? Both of those trailers than the trailer we reviewed last week. And you know what trailer that was? Was that? That was Justice League. I don't know why oh. I'm so hyped for New Mutants and so hyped for Black Panther. And I'm thought I'm supposed to be hyped for Justice League, but I'm not hyped for Justice League. Well, you know what? I think it's because it's in November. 
But Thor is in November. I'm hyped for that. Oh, I'm not hyped for Thor. <laughs> I'm really not hyped for like once I like I had saw every one of like the Marvel movies until like I missed Doctor Strange, and after that I just haven't cared. Ah, uh, you didn't miss anything, Doctor Strange. It was Iron Man on acid, so you you go to see. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but like I said, I wasn't really hyped for that. But the thing is, I want to talk about Justice League. Did uh, Eli, did you get a chance to check out the extended trailer? There's an extended trailer. There's a extended trailer. They actually had Why? like more scenes in there. Why? I don't know. Are they, are they fucking up the movie? Are they are they doing what they did with BBS again? <laughs> yep, just showing you just clips. Ten minute uh, clips. Here you go. Here's the uh, no, no, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I well, didn't see it either. I just like briefly looked at it. I was like, well, I don't remember that scene, you know, but I just cut it off and just kept watching some other shit. So I was yeah. like, whatever. But the thing is, really, I want to talk about that because the Just League actually got some other problems. Mm-hmm. And it ain't shit to do with Dark Side. It ain't shit to do with the Apocalypse. Oh, shit. Death. Oh, good segue, yep. man. Yep. I like that way. Yep. Yeah. Is this freestyle or do you have this scripted? <laughs> I had this scripted. It's, it's in my notes. Well, good job. Good job, man. Okay. <laughs> So, like I said, the Justice League, two members of the Justice League are under fire right now in the media for some shit they said or did. Uh, Ben Affleck, the goddamn Batman, and Jason Momoa, Aquaman, who now every woman in America is now pissed off at him now. Even though last week they were just willing to give him the panties. Yeah, they all want to fuck him. Now they, yeah. yeah. But that was last week, not this week. Yeah. Now they're pretending that they don't want to fuck them. Now, they, now, they're, now they're saying they don't want to fuck them. Well, you're not supporting fuck up shit. Yeah, because first off, let's let's see what happened. Okay, first off, with Ben Affleck, um, he got in some shit because first off, let's let's rewind this a little bit. First off, let's start off with Harvey Weinstein, and I'm gonna go back to Harvey Weinstein a little bit. First off, Harvey Weinstein is this big media mogul who's this piece of shit. First off, Harvey Weinstein started Miramax. He invented Miramax. Mm-hmm. And yep. everybody knows that grew up in the 90s, Miramax was the deal. Like, yeah. Miramax was it. Yep. So they basically brought everybody up. Quentin Tarantino, you know, all these actors, Kevin Smith, Kevin Ben Smith, Affleck Robert, came through Miramax. Robert you know, Rodriguez. The Phantom, yeah. you, know, you know, he he was that dude. Yeah. You know, he was winning Oscars left and right and stuff like that. So... So basically, Harvey Weinstein started all the companies. Then, of course, he went for Miramax, started his own company with the Weinstein companies, had some success there also. But, of course, like I said, you could almost say he discovered Ben Affleck. So when all this bullshit came out about Harvey Weinstein was raping chicks, I don't know why they won't actually say this shit because that's what he's being convicted of right now. That's what he's being accused of. Not the sexual harassment, not the sexual assault. These motherfuckers coming out saying he raped them. So let's stop sugarcoating this shit. shit. They didn't sugarcoat it. So like, he, he wasn't even like doing it where like people can like say that ain't rape. He was doing like like textbook. I'm jumping out of the shadows. Woogie boogie oogie oogie. Right. Like, in his, yeah. Work. In his robe and shit. Like yeah. right. <laughs> come meet. Yeah. Come meet me for a, a meeting about the movie. And then the chick shows up and he's in a bathrobe. <laughs> right. <laughs> like jerking off in front of his shit. Like they yeah. saying some fucked up shit about him and the stuff yeah. he's doing. So and the thing is they're saying that everybody in Hollywood knew about it. I was watching this clip and like for years comedians have been making jokes about it. Yeah. Like Harvey Weinstein doing this, Harvey Weinstein doing it. Family guy made a joke about it, you know. <laughs> so everybody knew about it, but nobody ever said anything about it. So so when Ben Affleck, so when he finally got a con- not even convicted, he just got accused of this shit. Because now that we know what he's doing, oh, he's going to seek help. And he's looking for therapy. But he flew the country. 
So we are nobody. He's on the run. That's what he's doing. He flew. He fled the country. So now they can't convict him of shit. You know, he's this doing is real. He's doing a Roman Polanski. Yeah, that, exactly. That's exactly what he's doing. Yep. Fuck Roman Polanski. Yeah, fuck him too. Uh, so like I said, we got all this shit going on. So Ben Affleck put out a Facebook post, which is actually still up on Facebook right now, basically throwing Harvey Weinstein in the bus. Like I can't believe he did all this stuff. And he is a monster, and all women should come forth against monsters like this, and anybody who's been sexually harassed. And I don't know why the fuck he did that, because as soon as he did that, some other women came out, started tweeting against him. Uh, well, Ben Affleck. Let me tell you about, about the time you grabbed my titty in 2014, or the time you stuck your finger in my booty hole in 2010. You know, and all this footage came up where he was basically motorboating a chick doing an interview. You know. And so now he's under fire for some shit like that. You got to actually petition going on right now. They want him removed from the Justice League. You know, but they want not, him. And what's fucked up is that not gonna happen. Like, and it, I mean, and it should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Ben Affleck is going after this anyway. Yeah. So Warner Brothers been trying to get rid of him for the longest anyway. They're not gonna get rid of him for this bullshit, but they they want him going. Anything Zack Snyder did that they don't want a part of, they're trying to get rid of that shit as fast as possible, but yeah, yeah but this, this bullshit with Ben Affleck, it's, it's not a good look right now, it's not a good look, he's, especially since Rose McGowan really threw him under the bus. Yeah, so but you know, like, she got kind of fucked up on Twitter herself. Well, she's back now, because they said she got banned, but she's back now, but basically she was saying, like, she basically came out on Twitter and said, Harvey Weinstein raped me, she told Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck told her I told him to quit doing that stuff, <laughs> and that was it. But <laughs> so no, he's gonna act like he didn't know what the hell was going on. She made the analogy of like being a woman and being black, and like how like replacing the n word with certain stuff, and people right. were like, "Okay," and right. yeah, it just, it just, man, uh, it just, it. You know what's crazy, man? Twitter. Twitter is crazy. <laughs> Twitter is crazy. That's it's why you. I ain't on the shit, man. You Facebook, gotta be on Twitter. The Facebook is enough for me, man. On Twitter. <laughs> the crazy shit happens on Twitter and then like permeates to other websites like social media later on. But you get you find it first on Twitter. Yeah. That's why I stay on this so because you see the craziest shit on there. Do you tweet a lot? Because you say you say it, but I don't never see you. I tweet all the time. Every post you see me make on Facebook is from Twitter. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, just look on it. Look, look on every status I make. You'll see Twitter underneath. Mm. Yeah. So, where are we going with that? Okay, so like I said, well, that's Ben Affleck, you know, sticking fingers in booty holes at, at, at parties and shit. But we also had Jason Momoa, who actually didn't, wasn't even secret about this. He did this at a comic con, like an this interview one time. So game of yeah, this is so stupid. This is why I hate the internet. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> basically he came on the uh, on Comic Con and basically said he liked being on Game of Thrones because he get a chance to rape beautiful women. This you was know, a Comic Con and- like six years ago. Right. This was from the game of, the season one Game of Thrones Comic Con panel. He said this right. six years ago. <laughs> right, but people are bringing it up now because yeah. because here's the thing: it's a chain reaction that's going on right now. What you have right now is a witch hunt. Yeah. Because the first thing off, because we all know that Harvey Weinstein is not the only guy doing this shit. Oh, you know, there's plenty of guys that's doing this shit right now. They're like the the uh, it's an executive from Amazon. He he's got he got fired. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The guy I don't know if y'all keep up with Screen Junkies on YouTube. Their main oh, guy. Oh yeah, that dude. Yep. Yeah, he was just fucking going wild. 
Like, bro, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You got all these guys in power that's abusing their power. So yeah, they're going after everybody right now. Have y'all seen that that trending uh status right now? Me too. Have y'all seen that? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Do you know what it's about? Oh yeah. Yeah, about victims of sexual assault. Yeah, basically anybody that's saying they're a victim of sexual assault, they'll just put hashtag me too. So if you see that, that's what that means. So basically it's like they're trying to give awareness of sexual harassment right now. Now, I know there are a lot of folks that's trying to say, like, well, why are these women talking about this now? Why didn't he talk about it later on? Or, or why didn't Ben Affleck say something about this shit back then when he knew about it? Because, yes, Ben Affleck knew about this shit. But guess what? Everybody knew about this shit. So, yeah, Ben Affleck could come out and could, you know, voice his opinion about this bullshit Harvey Weinstein is doing. But his career is just in jeopardy as all these other women that are in jeopardy. So he could easily just, you know, you'll never work again. Because there was a lot of females that, uh, you know, that rejected Harvey Weinstein that you never heard from again. They just stopped making movies. Yeah. You know, because they, because that's, that's what he could do. That's how powerful he was. You know? Yeah, like, people forget, like, well, people, and, you know, a lot of people didn't even know who he was. And I'm like, yeah, like. Harvey Weinstein is Harvey fucking Weinstein. Like, I mean, when you look at him, he looks like a guy that, yeah, he looks like he does that shit. Yeah, he, yeah, he fully looks like, if someone told me this, like, that's why I can't believe why people didn't believe women, because I'm like, he looked like it. Right. But see, here's where the shit even gets wilder. Because, like I said, we know with Harvey Weinstein, he's doing those bullshit like that. And there are plenty of Hollywood executives that abuse the power also. But with women, nobody cares. They're like, okay, women get sexually assaulted all the time. It's no big deal. But here's the thing. It's Hollywood. You know, like I know, like everybody else knows, there are gay executive producers in Hollywood. We know there are pedophile executive producers in Hollywood. They will abuse their power just as much. Remember Corey Feldman back in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Remember The two Corys, both of them. The two Corys, yeah. Yeah. Probably one of them, both of them. I don't know, whatever. Saying like one of the, uh, you know, like one of the executive producers back then, he never gave the name, but he said it was one. Of them. Matter of fact, he said it might have been more than one. You know, uh, he the X Men. He said it was a ring of them. It's a ring. How fucked up yeah. Hollywood is. Let's yeah. talk about Brian Singer, the director oh, of X Men. Yeah, <laughs> there was rumors. Yeah, that he was a part of this eyes wide shut sex party ring or whatever. Because <laughs> remember, they were gonna throw him. <laughs> Him off, uh, they were gonna fire him from X Men Apocalypse, the, yeah. the last X Men movie they made, because yeah. he got under, you know, he got an investigation. Then they said he, you know, he was messing with some little boy at the time. Then yeah. out of nowhere, the case went away. Yeah, you know, we don't know what the fuck happened, but it, it just makes you, it just makes you, you think, you know, you hear all this stuff in Hollywood and the stuff gets swept under the rug because, like I said, cl- complaints about Harvey Weinstein had been made for decades. These women have complained about Harvey Weinstein for decades. But it goes to the HR department. The HR department just, you know, throws the shit in the trash and don't care, you know. Mm. So obviously this shit happens every time. It gets even crazy that Terry Crews had one of those Me Too tweets out. Yeah. Terry fucking Crews said at a, at, a, at a Hollywood party one time when the executive grabbed his junk, you know. And he started to whoop his ass, but his wife was like, no, don't do it because if you act the ass in this party, it's going to like some big ass six foot eight black dude beating the fuck out of this little ass uh, executive producer, and how's it going to look? You'll never work again. You'll get arrested. It's not going to be looked, so just let it go, you know. So yeah. he let the dude grab his balls, and he just walked out the party, you know. So it's like, what what can you do, you know? Uh, let, let's go deep in it. Like Megan Fox, how the fuck does she keep getting work? I mean, it's, it's obvious with Megan Fox. You know what I'm saying? Like, with some, 
like it's it's obvious and it's fucked up. Like it's fucked up. Like it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's the casting couch. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, I, that's what it is. They like you got you got some women that, you know, not down with it, like, no, I'm not gonna give up. But you got some women that will gladly do what they need to do to get to the next level. I mean, and you you do. I mean, you know, you do. And you know that's not- you, you know, you know, this is mansplaining right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you do, but I don't think that number, like, is nowhere near the amount that really would want to do. You know what I'm saying? You don't think there's a gang of women right now trying to get into Michael Bay's next movie wouldn't gladly, you know, do what they need to do to get a role in his movie. I that, think that, there yeah. are less than I think there are, but it's not as many as women that wouldn't want to do that. No. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? I, I mean, like yeah, I, I all, think there's an, yeah, there is an element. I mean, I used to work as a club at a club, and I've seen women do the stupidest shit. I'm not putting blame on anybody. This is not victim blaming, but I'm just saying there is an Hell, element out there. Women, yeah, yeah, there are women that will give a DJ head to play their favorite song in a club. So of course, yeah. you know they'll do what they need to do to, yeah. you know, and to I, be in a movie role. And I think, and I think these men in power take advantage of that, and that's what's fucked up, you know. Yep. Uh, and it's the thing is they have power. Like I said, if they're the end of women is one thing, but if they're gay and they're pedophiles or whatever crazy yeah. shit they're into, they'll abuse that power also. Yeah. You know, because just like we said, there are women that are in these roles, you know, that shouldn't be there. There are men in these roles that shouldn't be there also. And like, what did they do to get there? You know, yeah. I'm not throwing any names out there. I'm just saying. And you know, know, and you know what's fucked up too is I just heard about this today. Uh, what's your name? Uh, she's on Big Bang Theory. Uh, oh, Maya, that shit. That Maya. Yeah. yeah. She basically came out and said she's never experienced it, basically saying that she's not attractive and and that she's never experienced sexual harassment because pointing out that there's another issue of misogyny, this, this standard – she doesn't live up to the standard of beauty. Now, she's been labeled as a victim blamer, and they're trying to you know burn her to the ground now, you know. And basically calling her a fat, ugly bitch and shit. <laughs> so it's okay. So did you – you're body shaming the victim blame. <laughs> well, because she's saying because the way they behave themselves, the way they dress up like that. Oh, she has a short skirt, you know. So I, I, I was trying to avoid that whole conversation with Blossom or whatever the fuck role she's playing yeah, right now. I, I, I just think, yeah, this whole witch hunt thing is getting a little out of hand, you know, as far as her and Jason Momoa is concerned. I was like, I, yeah, I don't think she meant. Yeah, she's not coming out and saying, yeah, rape is awesome. That's not what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what they're trying to make these people out to say. They're just, okay, she's just Is it a witch hunt because he said the dumb shit? Yeah, because yeah. he said this dumb shit six six years ago. Yeah, so they're said, looking for anybody. Yeah, you know, he right said, now. and this was about his character, the character he was playing, raped, who was, was a rapist. raping chicks on the TV show. Yeah, and he was. Yeah. A lot of people use that meme, you know, of like when 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 she beat when he beating it down, and it was like a screen cap from that episode. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a rape scene. And you know, I've been saying that on Twitter for like 
four or five years now. Like, <laughs> hey, this is a rape scene. I think that, like, just don't say dumb shit. Right. Like, like you, you have media training. Don't say dumb shit that can be taken out of context. Even but, if I, I hate to go there, but you got to remember where he was also. Yeah, and he the crowd, comic the crowd laughed. I mean, it was a the joke. crowd laughed. Yeah, exactly. it was a joke, and that's the thing. You're talking about joke and com- jokes and comedy now, you know. But he's not a comedian. Yeah, true. And he's but, not funny. Like some people might say, "Oh man, that's not funny." Like you get comedians getting taught like getting flat for telling rape jokes, and like Jason Momoa's not a comedian. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like just don't say dumb shit. Yeah, so. And so. Yeah, it's it's getting crazy. Uh, but funny thing about it, uh, Eli, you know your movie Wind River. Okay, yeah. Is Remember, that you a, know who produced it? Is that a Weinstein company? Uh, yep, it okay. is. <laughs> so they're saying that may affect his chances to get a, get an Oscar this year. Yeah, well, yeah, it should affect his chances a lot of shit if he's doing that shit. I mean, yeah. But the thing, <laughs> but why should why should it affect it? I understand Weinstein is a piece of shit. But he wasn't the only person that did this shit. It's, it's like it's like with Subway with that asshole pedophile that oh. did this shit. So should we shut down every single Subway? I mean, the, fo- the the girl that makes my sandwich had nothing to do with that shit. Oh no, no, no! I don't think I think him. Yeah, fuck him. But yeah, I mean, it's a there's a bunch of sh- cool shit in that movie that should be recognized. You know, right? <laughs> that so they're, they're talking about just shut, you know? just shutting everything from the movie down. You know, they they've even uh canceled a series from Amazon that was through the Weinstein Weinstein company. I don't know the name of it, but they oh, canceled yeah. the show. Because it was supposed it was, to have Robert De Niro and it was supposed to be like a big deal and shit. Yeah. Something like that, yes. Yeah, so they just canceled like, no, we don't want anything to do with this movie now. So I, I, I don't know like where does the line stop? I, I, I take it back to the Cosby show. Let's talk about the Cosby show. Yeah. Now, look, let, let's, let's talk about Bill Cosby for a second. I know we have some devices, opinions about Bill Cosby like that. First off, Bill Cosby admitted he did the shit. He said he did the shit on like Larry King's show. He basically said like back in the 80s or 70s, whatever, when he was on the show, he was like, yeah, when I get along with a girl, I slip a little something in a drink, you know, to calm her and ease her nerves. And that's how I make her relax and like that. Oh, like, But he said it so naturally and so casually. Like it just, it's just a normal shit. That's just what you do. Like, you know? yeah, man, you know, you offer like uh, a seat and then you just, you know. Give us some questions, man. Right. Funky yeah. Cole, Cole Loke. Cole Loke wrote us up. Funky Cole Medina. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Took her home with the jewel with that. She didn't even know it. Anyway, <laughs> but like I said, we're talking about Bill Cosby. So, yes, Bill Cosby's a piece of shit. But Heathcliff Huspel never did anything to anybody. No. And plus, not, and plus, it's a whole bunch of other people on that show that didn't do anything to anybody. They're cool. Like, the police yeah. side never did anything to anybody. You know, yeah. Theo never did anything to anybody. So why should Rudy have to suffer for some shit that Bill Cosby did back in the 70s? Or why or why you you don't support rapists by watching the show? You know? Right. <laughs> if you're a fan of the show, I, I got the same shit about Dr. Dre when Straight Outta Compton came out. You know, people are told, oh, Dr. Dre used to beat the shit out of the women back, you know, 20 years ago. You're a piece of shit for listening to his music. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, like, <laughs> and that, that's so. that, he did. But I'm not. I don't support you know women abuse because I like the chronic. You know, right. <laughs> you know, and I think that that's <laughs> like, you, yeah. You, where do you draw the line? And shit. I was like, yeah. 
Like, you, know. you listen to me. I, what I don't like about what Dr. Dre did is when he made a straight out of Compton movie, like all of his women abuse and shit he was doing, yeah. he there's made so, sure none of that shit made the movie. There's so much shit that ain't in that movie. You know, all that exactly. fucking, all the, they barely touched up on the fucking uh, Suge Knight shit. And they didn't even go into the Ice Cube and Cypress Hill beef where they beat his ass in a fucking. Club. Right. Uh, basically, <laughs> anything that made them look like superheroes, like Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, like superheroes, was still yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Anything that threw the E under the bus, keep it in the movie. You know. But yeah. if it makes them in a the bad light, don't do it. You know. Yeah, it was kind of like you know, Dre. Like you beating women was a really big issue for a minute. Like, and you know, they were like, yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like he publicly did it. It wasn't like people just heard about it. And it was in. It was rumors that he publicly was beating women. Like D Barnes, that shit was gone. You know, like yeah. wasn't mentioned at all in there. You know, yeah. So, Michelle ass whoopings, right? Yeah, they said he could continuously beat her. Everybody made points about that. Yeah. Even I, I knew about that shit before uh, Straight Outta Compton. I was wondering, like, are they even gonna mention Michelle in there? Because she was a big part of Death Row at the time. They didn't even mention her. She was nowhere in the movie to be to be found. Like I swear, I thought we were gonna get a uh, a scene with them on the set of something in my heart with with the with the suits on and like right that that song was huge at the time. Yeah, but nope, just pretend like it never existed, you know. So, <laughs> so like I said, you gotta draw the line somewhere. I do you separate art from the artist? I know Casey had like a long discussion about this shit, but we're not gonna go there right now. But oh. Yeah, we're not gonna go there, but I say yes, you do. Uh, the only artist I just don't support like that with separating the art from the artist is. You better not say it. You better not R- say it. You been okay. You say it. Who? R. Kelly. Oh. I thought you were gonna say somebody else. <laughs> Who you thought I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna say Michael Jackson. Oh. Okay. Man, and see, that's where I that's where I become a hypocrite because I don't like like I used to love Michael Jackson, and when that shit went down, I'm like. Man, Mike didn't do that shit, and then just looking at shit, it's like, yeah, hey, Mike probably did do that shit. So I'm not like, you know, just like all up on it, but like, the thing with R. Kelly about me is like, you can separate the art from an artist, but his art is literally like, seems like you're ready. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Age ain't nothing but a number. You know? Yeah! <laughs> like, he's waving his shit in front of our face, you know? Like, like, Kel, come on, man. Feeling a the booty. Pied Piper of yeah, yeah, like, just, like, oh, this is really weird. And he like, man, is it though? And you like, yes. It's kind of like the Riddler, man. You know, Riddler, like he can't, he can't have the perfect crime. He got to leave clues. He got to leave riddles. Like I got, I got to let you know that the possibility. <laughs> right, riddle me this. <laughs> so, yeah. so you yeah. know, like, like, but yeah, that, that's that's a whole, that's that's a whole thing. That, that's that's the whole thing we're, we're past. Like I said, uh, it's fucked up. What Weinstein did was fucked up. He's an animal. He's a monster. He needs to he needs to go to jail. He Fuck just has therapy. the money. All he's got is the money. He ain't fucking writing or fucking doing anything creatively with all these movies. You just need somebody right. who's not an asshole with money making cool movies. That's all. Right. <laughs> now, now Ben Affleck, on the other hand, Ben Affleck made some some bad yeah, decisions. He's a fucking frat that's boy. All. Yeah, that's a frat boy shit, yeah. which they do all the time. And, yeah, you know he didn't take it farther than that, but I, I would I would accept an apology from Ben Affleck to all the women he stuck a finger in the asshole. You know, just apologize to him on Twitter. You know, <laughs> you know, on, on Twitter, on <laughs> Twitter, we're all, we're all good. 
<laughs> Sorry about the finger in your asshole. Or, you know, and so, like I said, we can move on past that. Now we can move to the Vigi Game section. I didn't put it oh, in the notes. Oh, damn. I forgot about this. Damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to talk about the Vigi Game section because I know you have some notes in there. I know you want to talk about this, which I haven't played yet, but I'm going to let you uh, take it away, Eli. You go ahead with that. Okay. Well, I don't have much to say because I only played it uh, a couple times over the weekend. Uh, I got the Friday the 13th uh, video game. Um, was How released. Much did you pay for it? I, I paid 40 but, but I had a credit. I had credit at the shop, so I didn't have to pay nothing. <laughs> I paid 40 and I was so pissed off because I paid 40 like three months ago. Oh, really? I, I can't believe I bought this piece of shit game. It's, it, they fixed some stuff, but when I got it, it was really incomplete. And I, it, I think it, you bought the beta. I think you bought the beta version. Yeah. So that's why I waited. I thought about downloading it a while ago, but they kept saying they they uh, they were adding shit, and new skins, and new you know new yeah. locations and shit, new maps. So yeah, I was like, well, the hard copy's coming out in October. I'm just gonna and on Friday the thirteenth, I'll, I'll buy it then, and I did. And it's other than being a hard you know being geared for hardcore Friday the thirteenth fans, yeah, the the controls, man, I. It's it's yeah I was so pissed off and another thing is there's no tutorial it's just all it's all online co-op only there's no campaign so all you get to do is play online with with a bunch of you know in a in a, in a group and it's hard to figure out the moves because you don't get to play you don't there's no tutorial to figure out these the controls and shit so I had a hard time you know trying to do shit like drive a car holy shit I got in the fucking car. And there's a control for your head and steering. It's like, yeah. why the fuck do I need to turn my head when I'm in a car? <laughs> and then when I was finally Jason, I've only been Jason a couple times because he kind of just re- just like by chance you respawn as Jason. It's mm-hmm. like I it, it, there was a bunch of like I I got stuck on the targeting system because you can throw knives and I got stuck in a doorway on the targeting system and I I, I got stuck there. I couldn't move for like three minutes, you know. So the, the the controls are really clunky. I you know, I, I, I'm yeah. I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's it's, uh, but it's really fun at times. Yeah, there was some intense scenes where I like escaped. I actually escaped a few times, running to the cops or jumping in a car. These people actually slowed down and let me jump in. But then Jason, like appeared in front of us. It was all like, oh, shit. And he, like, yeah. fucked up the car. We all, like, get out of the car. And I actually had a shotgun. I actually shot Jason, which was kind of cool. <laughs> Did he do anything? Yeah, he actually falls down. He, yeah. he doesn't die, but you can stun him for a little bit. But if you shoot him with the shotgun, he's, like, fucked up for a good, like, 30 seconds or whatever. And then you can oh, run cool. away, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, yeah, there's the different – you know, I was customizing my character. You know, I was like the zombie Jason from Part Seven. And, you know, and I was, you know, I was one of the camp counselors. I, I didn't have enough points to get her, put her in a bikini, but you know, I was putting her in like a nice outfit and shit. There's <laughs> all that stupid shit, but it's just like I wish I had more practice on it. You know, I wish. And another thing is like because it's online only, I was like trying to play it last night and I couldn't find a fucking group. Like so, yeah. I was like I, I just couldn't play it. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, two out of five. Fuck it. <laughs> Damn. So, I mean, what, uh, Case, when's the last time you touched the, the Friday 13th movie? I mean, uh, game. Uh, maybe two months ago. 
Okay, because I, I know I know when you first bought it, I know they said that it was incomplete and they were just gonna keep you know adding and adding and adding on to it and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah, yeah. and I was like, and I keep playing it. You know, I was live streaming it a couple times, and when I was live streaming, you know, I was getting views. So I was like, well, I just keep on playing it, but yeah, I was definitely not just like it was me just killing myself playing that goddamn thing. Man, I hate that game. <laughs> Well, glad y'all brought that up because I'm going to segue to another video game that was incomplete as fuck and now coming out with the real version next year. Uh, I did The gas announced it last week, but now I'm going to talk about it this week. We're talking about Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Like I said, I bought this game not last year, but I think the year before that. And like I said, it was bare bones. It had like eight characters and no story mode and no arcade mode. You just play and just, just go and that's it. But what they did is they kept adding more characters, more characters, more characters. Uh, when they come out with the complete game in January, it's supposed to have like all the downloaded characters supposed to come with. It's supposed to come with more moves, supposed to come with arcade mode. Basically, it's the completed version of the game that you were supposed to have gotten two years ago. So, yeah. so basically, I played full price for an incomplete game that just kept patching up and patching up and all that stuff like that. So, I they're gonna sell the game for forty dollars. I could buy that game instead of just downloading the downloaded character, which is even more money. So I, I think I just go ahead and do that. I'm not mad about my purchase, to be honest with you, because uh, I knew they were going to come out with the game of the year edition with all the characters, you know, unlocked and stuff like that. And I haven't touched the game in a while because the thing about Street Fighter Five is that it's kind of boring. I mean, to be honest with you, it's it's kind of it doesn't have any flair. So it's not like like Marvel's Capcom and and Tekken and Mortal Kombat, it's just kind of just bare bones, and there's not enough characters, not enough moves, stuff like that. It's just kind of just there, you know. It's not like even like the new Marvel's Capcom game out, which you do, you do all kind of crazy shit and all kind of characters, stuff like that. But I refuse to buy that game because they got Black Panther as downloadable content, and they're gonna pay ten dollars for him, and I'm not buying that shit. Oh, okay. the game to begin with. Right, fuck that shit. Plus, I'm pissed off if, if uh, some white kid online beats me with Black Panther. That would piss me the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> For Wakanda! You're like, nope. I, it's like getting dunked on by a white dude. You just can't do that. If that happens, you just leave. Just leave the court. Don't come back. <laughs> and so, so that's what I got to say about that. Uh, anything else we got to talk about video games? We good with that? I'm just surprised I reviewed a video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a video game I never played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now, like I said, we can talk about the part, we can get to the final section of the podcast where we talk about the thing to keep the lights on, the reason you come and listen to the podcast, we can talk about the comic book section, and we actually have some pretty good, decent comic books that came out this week, we're going to review that one. Uh, Casey, I'm going to throw this out there, did you read anything this week? Uh, that's my answer. Okay. <laughs> We're going for that. So try to think, how do we want to do this, Eli? Did you want to start off? I want to start off. I want, uh, I'm going I'm to leave off with the last booklet. So I guess, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. You can go first. You got you five? Go we got five books? No, no, we got four. We got four. I thought oh, we had four. Okay. Yeah. So I, got, cut one. I got two. I got two. Okay. Got, well, I'll start since, I got two. since we're just talking about, you know, Friday the 13th and horror, it's Halloween season. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that theme and I'll review. Cool. Hack Slash versus Vampirella number one. Okay. Um, which was out by, uh, was it Boom who put that out? Um, I think it was Boom. Yeah. yeah they keep, they keep, Vampirella keeps jumping around everywhere. So. Yeah. Um, now, for those who don't know, Hack Slash, I'm a big fan of Hack Slash. I actually have 
the number one buried somewhere. Hopefully, maybe maybe it did get flooded in the basement too. But I've I've been reading Hack Slash for a while. Not not the uh, you know not regularly, but it, I do like the storyline. They were supposed to come out with a movie way back in the day, but that fell through. But basically, the concept is Casey Hack, this like goth chick, and her big monstrous uh, friend named Vlad. They go around hunting slashers. Um, now, not sort of like like Jason or Michael Myers, not serial killers, but actual slashers, meaning that these are killers that have some sort of supernatural element that keeps them from dying, and that's their speciality. They go around the country killing these slashers. And in this mo- this this movie, this uh, this book, they team up with Vampirella, the uh, the vampire alien chick who's been around since like the 50s or 60s. Um, yeah. And basically the story is they go to Vegas. They're supposed to be on vacation, but then there's some murders going on where the victims are getting their hearts ripped out. So Casey Hack basically starts investigating and where she happens upon Vampirella and they sort of fight at the end of this issue, but then they kind of team up and figure out that they are, they're actually some Vampirella is actually after some sort of demon witch God who's killing people and ripping their hearts out. So that's kind of where it ends um, on issue one. Oh, it's by Dynamite. Sorry, not by Boom. Dynamite put this book out. So. Aren't they the same company? No, nah, well, kind of. The, the Dynamite, they got different licenses. Okay. Um, yeah. Boom, Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's it's fun. You know, it's 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 another horror. Co- if you're into horror comics, it's it's a lot of fun. Blood and guts and shit. Um, yeah, I give it a three out of five just because it's it's just the intro. It's you know not not much happens. Just it's just the intro to the whole the rest of the arc. Um, I do have a little bit of beef with the with Vampirella right now. Now I know it's 2017 and okay. there's you know the, the, the you know there's a lot more women reading comic books these days, and I get that they don't want to see a chick running around in a bikini fighting crime or what have you. I get that. Right. And so they've taken away Vampirella's trademark bikini. No. So if they do that, what's her purpose? <laughs> like that was the whole reason she existed. Pretty. Because nobody cared about her powers. Nobody cared about her backstory. She was yeah. just – well, she then, was just there so so chicks can cosplay as her. That's that's you, it. Pretty, you can blame it on women starting to read comic books. <laughs> it's, it's the witch hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm all good with. Oh, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Fighting monsters in a fucking stripper outfit isn't practical. I get that. You know, even though it's a fucking made up world and it's fantasy and it's a fucking comic book, I get that. That yeah, I get it. But since if you're gonna take her out of her trademark bikini. At least give her a cool fucking suit. Give her a cool fucking design. They they put her in like mom jeans and shit. It's like, <laughs> it's like she's trying to be progressive. You know? It's like I mean, what the hell, man? So that's why I say it's like that. That's Vampirella running around in like a fucking you know eighties jeans. You know they should have been like, you can't you shit. can't you can't modernize Vampirella. Vampirella was is Vampirella for a reason. You're like yeah. You do anything else with the character, there's no reason for her to exist. Like she's supposed to be. Uh, 
a thirst trap for 14 year old horny fanboys. That's what she's there for. She doesn't exist for anything else. No one cares about her intricate stories. Yeah. You know, nobody reads that shit for that. Yeah, I, I can just hear it. Oh, this is what happens when men write comic books. Uh, you know? <laughs> oh, you sound like that Sarkeesian shit. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, that, that's my one thing. I mean, but, but of course, Casey Hack is running around in, 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 in fucking uh, fishnets and shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all, you, all you had to do is tell me that Vampirella's not in the bikini anymore. And I'm like, yep, fuck that book. <laughs> She's on the cover in her bikini. But yeah, once she shows up oh, at so the end. Oh, so they're baiting and switching. Yeah, okay. she shows up at the end. She's just, you know, she's just in, in her work clothes, in her frumpy, you know, cleaning the house outfit, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Is she like a working mom now and shit? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, so oh, yeah. Okay. Hack slash versus Vampirella. Two out of or three out of five. Okay. All right. So, like I said, we can move on to the next book. Uh, I had to review this book because if I didn't review this book, I feel like I would have been labeled uh, a, a sellout, a traitor, and anything like this. So I'm going to do my part. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to review Falcon number one. Oh, I don't know why okay. the fuck I'm reviewing Falcon number one, but I'm going to hear review Falcon number one. So. Right. I didn't even know the book came out, but I'm going to go ahead and just start with it. So basically how the book starts out, they are in Southside Chicago. And you have these two rival gangs. You have the uh, the Spanish Kings at war with the South Stone Rangers. Of course, you know, they're the biggest gangs in Southside Chicago. Of course, of course, they're realistic. Not really. But before, and the, the, the Kings are about to do a drive-by. But before they do the drive-by, you know, Falcon's pet bird, you know, Red Wing, comes out and snatches the the Uzi out of the uh out of his hand, and while he does that, Falcon comes out of nowhere and lands on the car, gets in a fight with the with the gangsters. They shoot the they shoot at Falcon, but Falcon's suit is now bulletproof now. He got a brand new suit. His suit is bulletproof now. He's got like these these rope and talent claws that he used to, to wrap him up and things like that. Takes him out like super quick. So obviously he got some new tech and he got some uh, a new suit and things like that. You know he's no longer the Captain Falcon or whatever like that. And he talks to the mayor of Chicago, and the mayor of Chicago tells him, like, Falcon, we don't really need you here. We can take care of this stuff ourselves. You don't you don't have to be here. Like, no, you got some problems out here in Chicago with the gang problem, so I'm going to help you clean it up. And then while he flies off, you see something on the mayor that you see the mayor is wearing a cross, but he's wearing an upside-down cross. Uh-oh. Yeah, you don't think anything about it right now, but they'll come back to it later on. So apparently Falcon got this new suit from his new teenage sidekick. So Falcon has a sidekick now. His sidekick is this teenage black kid named Patriot. Patriot's got a backstory. I don't know his backstory, whatever. He's there. So he calls Patriot down to Chicago and they say, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to help clean up the streets in Chicago. We're going to get the two gang leaders. and we're gonna get wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Is this Falcon like Captain America homeboy Falcon? Yeah, that guy. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah. Oh, so so okay. So Falcon is there. He's like, I'm gonna talk to the the Spanish king. No, I'm gonna talk to um the Southstone Rangers uh leader, and you talk to the Spanish king's leader, and we're gonna get a truce. We're gonna have a meet together, and we're gonna you know get them to talk to each other. So Falcon goes talk to the South Rangers leader. The leader don't want to have anything to do with Falcon. He like, no, I'm not talking to anybody. But he and but even though he says no, all of the gang members say. No, we're not going to listen to you. We're going to listen to Falcon because we're tired of getting killed in the streets, you know, for this war going on that means nothing for anything. So we're going to listen to Falcon. If Falcon say he got a way to stop this war, we're going to listen to him and not listen to you. He was like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and do it. But if anything is fucked up, it's all on you. Okay, that's where it go from there. Uh, So 
They get the gangsters together. They get the two gang leaders together. And Falcon goes on this long speech. You know, he's talking about some. We're going to solve the gang problem in Chicago because we understand that the gang are created by uh, uh, low income and low job opportunities and racial profile. No, he goes on this long rant, stuff like that. But we're going to help a way to bridge the gap together so the community can unite with each other. So before the two gang leaders can get a chance to shake each other's hands, uh, the leader of the South Side gang puts his hand on Falcon. And when he puts his hand on but you see on his wrist, he's also wearing that same kind of chain that the mayor of Chicago is wearing also. He's got the upside down cross on his wrist that he's wearing around his wrist. He touched Falcon. Falcon freeze can't move or anything like that. So Falcon is stuck there. Then the game, the South Side leader pulls out a gun, shoots the Spanish king in the face. Dead, just like that. When the Spanish king dies right there, the two gang members, so they all there one spot anyway. They get into a riot. They get into a fight. Police come out of nowhere. They try to stop the shit going on. Falcon is sitting there looking like, man, what, what the fuck going on? This shit ain't going nowhere how I thought it was going to go, you know. And then you see that the, uh, the South Side leader escapes and he goes to an alleyway and he sees the mayor of chicago in the alleyway and then he kneels to him he's like mr mayor i did exactly what you wanted me to do he's like good and then the mayor transforms into blackheart if you don't know who blackheart is blackheart is actually the son of the devil of the marvel universe mm-hmm. so basically the devil is running chicago when he's controlling the gang leaders and that's what stop. So, oh yeah. man yeah, so that's how the story, that's how the story go. There's some other little shit going on also because they also explain like why Falcon is there in Chicago to begin with. He said the reason I'm here in Chicago is because I've been following Captain America my entire life. First off, my dad was a preacher and even though everybody looked up to my dad like that, my dad really wasn't the guy everybody thought he was. He was kind of like a, a, a false idol really. And then the same thing with Captain America. I dedicated my life to Captain America, you know, being you know, his sidekick, stuff like that, even though my own people were calling me a sellout, calling me a traitor, calling me a coon, all this stuff like that. But I followed Captain America because he's Captain America. And guess what? He turned on me. So now I'm just out here trying to find my own way because I, I realize I can't put my faith into other people, but I can still be that light for other people. So basically that little teenage sidekick patriot is looking up to Falcon the same way Falcon looked up to Captain America. So it's kind of like comes full circle and shit like that. So, yeah, apparently Falcon's going to try to fight the devil or some shit. I don't know. I had to review the book. I had to review the book because I know nobody else is going to review the book. Eli, you know, like I know, this book is not going to last six issues. <laughs> They're going to cancel this shit after that. So I'm at least going to give it my my good effort to go ahead and review the book because nobody's going to do it. Because, Eli, look, we saved Milestone. Me and you, we did it. All right. There would be no Milestone without us. So what if we can do something to save the fact because you know how it goes with the with these books. They always say, well, quit taking our characters, quit making black uh, Captain America black, quit making Thor woman, get your own books, uh, get your own characters. But when you get your own characters, then they disappear after six issues. Nobody buy a book anyway. So at least we did our part to, you know, try to give some kind of promotion to it, something like this. So if you want to read the fact book, go ahead. It didn't blow me over, didn't knock me over. It wasn't bad. It was OK. Uh, Patriot took. Uh, Falcon to a Prodigy concert. So that was cool. Cool. One more thing I want to add about the Falcon book. And I remember I was saying earlier about the, the upside down cross that the mayor was wearing and uh, the gangbanger was wearing. <clears throat> now, if anybody's seen Amityville, 
they know what the upside down cross means, or if anybody's into some weird shit, they know what it means also. Uh, you're in a death metal. Eli, I'm, you know I'm in the metal. Yeah, I know what that yeah, means. Yeah, so you know what it means. Okay. <laughs> For the uninitiated, <laughs> basically the upside down cross basically means the Antichrist, you know, devil worshipers like that. So obviously they were giving a hint that the Antichrist was going to be at the end of the book. So that's that's all I want to add from there. Um. Yeah, Eli. Like I said, we we can go with your book next. I know you've been tr- you've been hanging on this one for like the last two weeks now. So yeah, it's kind of old now, but I've been waiting to talk about it. I was going to talk about it on Geek Savs last week because we tend to talk about Native American subjects, and so I had a big long rant ready. But then the Star Wars trailer dropped, and we just talked about Star Wars shit. So I didn't get a chance to do it there. The whole episode. The whole episode was <laughs> Star Wars. So. I figured, well, it's a comic book. We're the comic book bullies. Let's do it here. Um, so this is Punisher the Platoon, number one, by Garth Ennis, arguably the greatest writer to write the Punisher. Uh, and artist, what's the guy's name? The guy who drew this shit? Uh, he, he's, he worked on Get Arth, uh, Garth Ennis's run, too, back in the day. So it's like basically the coming – Gorin – Parlov. So he he used along with Steve Dillon, he used to do uh, the Punisher back in the day with uh, Garth Ennis. So this is like, if you're a Punisher fan, this is like taking it back to the old school. So okay. So yeah. I was excited about this book. Um, now the Punisher Platoon is basically a prequel to Born, which was about Punisher's days in Vietnam. And how he was the sole survivor of this battle of Valley Forge where this all this basically that's where the seed of where they say the Punisher was planted in Frank Castle. But this one is a prequel to that, and it tells the story of Frank Castle's first tour in Vietnam. And he's he's stationed at this uh this this camp way out in the jungle, kind of at the ass end of the uh, of, uh, of the jungle that doesn't get a lot of the resources. And that's kind of forgotten and ignored by the army. So they don't get a lot of supplies. Um, and the commanders there even made a deal with the, with the Viet Cong general in that area that, the, that the, if, as long as the army doesn't go into certain parts of the jungle that are occupied by the VC, in return, they won't get attacked. So there's like this sort of agreement they come into. Um, and this um, – uh, so – but Frank – Castle gets there and he's the newly appointed lieutenant. And right away what he does is he calls in a napalm strike and blows away this village to clear the area for landing zones so the army can land their shit. And um, and so that's basically what this story is dealing with. Um, it's just issue one. Uh, and so far it's, it's you know, it's just Garth and his stories are slow burns. And so not a lot happens. This is just an intro. Um Normally, yeah, I'd give this like a 3.5 out of 5. So the book is okay. But the reason why I want to talk about it is because this book has gotten a lot of negative attention online. It's been pissing a lot of like conservative comic book fans off. You know, they're calling they're calling it un-American. They're saying the SJWs have ruined the Punisher, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> yeah, all that shit. Uh, right. In particular, there's a there's a line where there's this interview going on with Frank's former squad members, and one of them says something about how America was never innocent because of what happened to the Native Americans, and so that that line has triggered 
this newly developed outrage amongst these conservatives and white nationalists where they tried to, to where yeah but we just had Columbus Day last week and we just talked about this shit yeah yeah but they, like did they just ignore that day or yeah something? basically what they're and I've seen this this is a whole new movement online um there's Facebook pages dedicated to this where they basically deny what happened to to the Native Americans to the indigenous yeah. people of this continent they say things like oh the Indians we're already killing and warring with each other before the white man ever came. So it kind of justifies stealing the land. You oh, know, they did you guys a favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically another way of it's, – it's, it's another Holocaust deniers. They're denying right. the American Holocaust. You know. Right. And while there is certain truth to that, yes, there was tribal warfare that existed you know, uh, pre-Columbus. But it wasn't rampant like they're saying. I mean, people don't know that there was hundreds – of tribes that were existing here. And most of them were wiped out over the course of a few hundred years due to European encroachment. So this idea that the U.S. military just kicked the Indians' ass in one swift victory is just bullshit. Because it started with the Spanish, hence why half the country is named after Spanish names, Los Angeles, San Diego, you know, and the French, you know, Louisiana, you know, New Orleans. <laughs> You know, and the English. So this was all hundreds of years of genocide before the U.S. Calvary was even created. And right. by that time, it had been like 300 years of genocide. So and when the U.S. Calvary finally did come into existence, they were pretty much guilty of war crimes because they were massacring women, children and old people on the regular. So they were basically acting like ISIS. So those were just the facts. And these white nationalists, these racists who are basically trying to rewrite history portraying right. Indians as the warmongering heathens that needed to be exterminated. That, you know, that, that's just the same shit they've been saying for hundreds of years. <laughs> you know, so basically we've come full circle and back to the truth that this country was built on genocide and slavery. And that's just a fact. Now right. back to the comic book. <laughs> okay. The Punisher has always been an anti-establishment character. He has always fought corruption, whether it be the mob or the cops or lawyers or the government, or in this case, the military. The Punisher is just a badass who takes on the man. And so that's nothing new. So if you're going to bitch about how the Punisher is anti-American and how us SJWs are ruining his character, that's just about part of his nature. You know, he fights corruption. And this storyline, this Punisher platoon book is referencing an arc that from 10 years ago. With the Valley Forge, put it, uh, the Valley Forge story from Bourne, that's about that was about corrupt generals doing shady shit. So basically, right. you're if you're bitching about the Punisher, you obviously don't know him very well. <laughs> you don't understand his, his it's, it's basically when they were bitching about Superman, the whole Superman thing. Oh yeah, say the immigrants and stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. like that's who that's what Superman does. He he takes on corruption. That's what the Punisher does. So yeah. It, it's a politics shoved in their face they don't want to deal with it you know? yeah yeah so yeah i hope i kept that short but yeah i've been building that up for like two weeks because <laughs> i know you've been talking so I've been, i'm like no we're not cutting it i wanted to hear exactly what was going on with that yeah. so yeah. uh just more and more shit to get pissed off about so yeah. i guess we could oh you gave the book a three out of five right yeah okay cool. 3.5 okay. out of five just because garth 3.5 out of five. yeah, yeah because he's back on the book yeah. white nationalists uh yeah. If Todd, if you listen, I know you're pissed off right now. So don't worry, we'll talk about your Nazi Comic Con costume later on. So. All right.
So last book we're going to talk about actually is not controversial, not pissing off people. For the most part, everybody likes it. Whoever actually you know took time to read it. Most people aren't even reading it right now. But we're going to talk about Dark Knight Metal. That's going to be the book of the week we're going to talk about right now. Eli, you did get a chance to read it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm cool, so into, cool. I'm so into this shit right now. <laughs> okay, so like I said, if I miss anything, you just follow behind me and make sure I didn't miss anything. But I'm going to do a recap of it and try to do it as best I can. Okay. Yeah. So beginning of the book starts off with a dream sequence. The dream sequence starts off in Smallville. You got uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, Lois Lane, and uh, Clark, all of them just in a picnic right now. And they got their kids, you know, they got little Jonathan, they got Damien actually starting their own rock band playing at the picnic also. And the song they're playing is the rock middle version of na 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 Batman. And you know, they Batman and Superman arguing over like that song's pretty catchy. They're gonna do something with that. And Superman's like, Yeah, that song sucks. You know. So they're going for stuff like that. Um and they're basically celebrating because they just beat Barbatos. You know, Barbatos, the bat god demon. They're like, Yeah, we're gonna celebrate because we beat him. And Bruce is trying to tell everybody how, you know, he appreciates the Justice League and Clark and Diana. He never told him that. But before he can say that, his chest starts bleeding. And before his chest, you know, completely bleeds out, he just tells everybody, carpe diem. And then as soon as he says that, an arm busts out of his chest, grabs Superman real quick, and all of a sudden it's Barbatos one more time. And Superman like, wait a minute, we killed you. I thought we killed you. Like, no, you didn't kill me. I just made you think you killed me. And then he kills Superman one more time. But before he kills Superman... Wonder Woman wakes him up, and when he wakes him up, he's in the real world of Metropolis, and he's tied to, I guess, the Daily Planet or some building or something like that, but he's tied to it, and she frees him, and he's like, where am I? How, how long have I been out? Like, you've only been out seven days. Really? Because I've been farting by Barbatos a thousand times, and a thousand times he has killed me. So where is he? I, we And he's looking around at Metropolis, and, and the doomsday virus is spread, so everybody in the, in Metropolis is like some doomsday monsters. And Wonder Woman, uh, uh, no, Superman asks Wonder Woman, where's Barbatos right now? He's in Gotham City, but you can't go there. But before she can finish, you can't go there. He's already gone. He's already super speed, sonic boom, all the way to Gotham City, gonna fight Barbatos one more time. So he sees him, he said, Barbatos, I'm coming to get you. And Barbatos, he like, he looks cool as fuck, man. He like this demon bat god, and he's yeah. got this halo of fire-breathing Joker eels floating around him and shit. I'm like, he's like cool as fuck. But before he can even touch Barbatos, uh, he senses something on the left side of him. He's like, wait, Bruce? And he sees, uh, he thinks it's Batman flying under, like, because he senses or something like that. And he's like, yeah, it's me, and I'm here to do what we always do. Whoop your ass. And it turns out it's Doomsday Batman yeah. coming to beat the shit out of Superman one more time. It just, just goes to work on him, you know. While he's beating the fuck out of him, all the other evil Batman show up, like the Red Death and Murder Machine, the man who laughs and all this shit like that. And they're all standing around uh, Superman. They're just taking turns when just beating the fuck out of him. And Superman's like, I can feel all of your heartbeats. I can feel all of your ours. I know every single one of you are Bruce because I know Bruce's heartbeat like I know my own kid's heartbeat. So I know it's good and, and you left you, so stop doing this shit. He's like, yes, we are Bruce, just like you said, Clark. And we've all done this dance a hundred times before. First off, every one of us have killed you on our planet. We've taken over our planet, and we've come here to do the same thing. So, yes, you can say we're Bruce, your your best friend Bruce, but are we really his worst fears, or are we really his deepest desires? Which one are we? And then Superman starts thinking about it. He really don't know. And Doomsday Batman just goes to beating his ass one more time. But before he can finish him off, uh, Dr. Fate's kind of onk time portal pops up. Flash jumps out. 
snatches Superman, snatches him in the portal. He's like, we got to go. And then he takes him to this weird bar like in in nowhere, like Oblivion or something like that, like yeah. Limbo or something like that. Yeah. And he sees the rest of the Justice League. All the Justice League there except for Cyborg because remember Cyborg and that other issue got completely fucked up and he's back on the watchtower like in pieces and shit. So whatever. And Superman's looking at everybody on the on the team like, damn, oh y'all look fucked up. It was only it's only been a week, right? Yeah, it's been a week. We you're not asking for an entire week, you know. And he sees Nightwing and Nightwing got some Game of Thrones shit on and he seems to be like the leader and shit. And he like, uh y'all see that right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Ooh, I saw I, I saw I blink in for a second. Okay. <laughs> you can edit that in whenever you want to. So uh Superman sits down and talks to Hawk Girl, and Hawk Girl was like Superman, we really didn't. I really was against grabbing you from the plane because now that we grab you, they know where we are. And so the matter of time before they come here and get you too and get all of us. So we're on the move for them. We got to keep moving. And the only way we do it, we got to go to the, uh, we got four spots. We got three spots we got to hit to stop these evil Batman from taking over the entire universe. And like, no, 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 not three spots. You got four spots to go. That's what Superman says. You got four spots to go because when I was in one of those dreams, Batman sent me a message. You're like, what do you mean Batman said? Yes, Batman sent me a message. He talked to Wonder Woman. Like, Wonder Woman, remember when me, you, and Bruce first started out, we had this code that if each one of us in trouble that we gave to each other, uh, like we give our initials. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm in trouble, you give me initial, but Bruce Wayne said Carpe Diem, CD, Clark and Diana. So that means he's calling for us. We need to go rescue him right now. And Nightwing says, no, we can't go get Bruce. Now, now and question. And when he says, Question real quick. Yeah. Is that a, re- a reference to an old comic or is this some fucking Snyder shit? That's some Snyder shit. I, yeah, I thought I, so. I, I, I was like, this is some total Scott Snyder shit. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just pulled this shit out of his ass. I don't know where <laughs> that shit came from. <laughs> okay. So when Nightwing says, no, we can't go get Bruce because uh, because Bruce is doing some fucked up shit, even though it's not really Bruce out there and Batman doing that shit, that really is Batman out there doing all those fucked up shit. So when he says he can't get him, Robin punches him in the face. He was like, you fucking bastard. That's my dad out there. You talking about you can't go get him. He was like, nah, we can't go get him. So Superman says, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to go get him. I'm going to take uh, Deathstroke with me, even though he's an evil assassin and shit like that. We're going to get your dad. So Robin hugs Superman. Bring my dad back home. He was like, don't worry, I'm going to bring him back. But before they can do that, then you got them evil, them evil Robins, the crows, or whatever yeah. you want to call them. Crow, 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 crow. So they start popping up in the bar, and they're like, up. Oh, Time's up. We got to go because now that they're here, that means the other Batman are on their way. So they all haul ass. Uh, some of them go to Atlanta. Some go to space. Some go blah, blah, blah. Superman goes to the Fortress of Solitude with Steel. And then the evil Batman show up and they're in there. He's like, hey, I'm back because the, obviously the bartender knows he's evil Batman. I want you to get me fix my favorite drink. You know, the Batman, which you call just ice. You know, give me that shit. Plenty joke. And then he was like, uh, I want one of you evil Batman to play one of the jukebox songs. And then the song he plays is the same song that, you know, Damien and Clark and Lil Jonathan were playing earlier. The rock version of na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, Batman. Yeah. And they're sitting there just drinking and just enjoying itself while they're <clears throat> killing everybody that's left in the bar, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they're doing that, Superman uh, builds some kind of portal. With, basically, they're going to they're gonna cut through the dark universe to go get Batman through the Phantom Zone. Like, we're going to tweak the Phantom Zone to go get Batman. They do that. Superman, super speeds run through it. And goes to the dark universe, but it turns out the whole thing was a trap. The Beaver Batman were waiting for Superman to come there, and and Bruce is there, trapped. Like Batman is there, trapped, like the real Batman. And he like Clark, you dumbass, why are you here? He like you told me to come here. I did not tell you to come here. 
that Carpe Diem shit was the shit that evil Batman did because they know the trick that we did because they're me. They tracked you here. The message I sent you was the na 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 Batman. I mean, like, no, 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 don't bring your ass here. That's what he was trying to say. Yeah, it, it was. Like, a, it wasn't. It was reversed. It was D and then C or whatever. So instead of C and D, it was he, he sent it backwards. Well, and now he was saying the music. The music was yeah, the, code. the the notes. Yeah, the notes. The, the C notes. chord and the D chord. Yeah. Which is, yeah, so I take like, it as some more Snyder shit. <laughs> it's some more Snyder shit. So he was basically telling, like, Superman, you shouldn't have brought your head here because the thing is, I'm not the battery they're looking for the power of their doomsday weapon. You are the battery they've been trying to get the whole time, and now they got exactly what they wanted. So now they're unstoppable and they're powerful. He was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So now <laughs> the book ends with Superman and Batman both trapped in the dark universe while the other Justice League members are doing whatever. Uh, Did I finish it all? That, that's, that's about it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Did I miss anything? No, I, I think you got it. I mean, there was, I mean, fuck, it's fucking Capullo. It was a lot of, it was a lot of yeah. shit in there. And Capullo's artwork, his the way he has Barbados, and the way the way he's just drawing, it's just total reminiscent of Spawn, you know. <laughs> but he used to draw Spawn, so it yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's like perfect. That's like they got the perfect artist to do this shit. Like, I love yeah, that and panel. You, you see, they keep doing the metal shit in there. Like I said, they got the, the book starts off with Damien and Jonathan, you know, playing rock music. Yeah. And you got Lois doing, like, the devil horns and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they keep throwing in, like, little shit and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, it's just I'm, – I'm still loving the book, man. They, they just they just ramp it up. It's just getting crazy and crazy as it goes on. So I'm just liking the book. Because the thing is, Eli, you still haven't read White Knight yet, have you? No, no. Right? White it's... Knight is some on some other shit. We got to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that like in next month or like that when issue two comes out. But I, I really want to talk about White Knight. White Knight is everything that I've been saying about Batman and Joker for like the longest. But we're not going to go there right now. <laughs> oh, but. OK. Yeah, because I was looking yeah. at it. I was like, but damn, I got between this and Batman and, and Detective. I was like, how many Batman books do I need to buy this? Week? Right. Because we don't want to <laughs> do too many Batman books right now. We, we got this and it's pretty much it. But yeah, it's just cool how they just doing all stuff and they, they put it all together. It's just a fun story. I mean. It's just fun seeing all the evil ass Batman just running around and shit like that. And they they even say how Batman became the Doomsday Batman. I think what happened was Superman went evil, and Batman experimented with the Doomsday virus to try to stop Superman, became Doomsday, and killed him on his planet. Damn. So they just said it in a quick panel. They didn't have like a whole story like this. So I don't know if they're gonna have a story about Doomsday Batman and not. They call him the Devastator or some shit like that. But yeah. yeah, that shit was that shit was crazy as hell. So. Yeah, you saying they're not having another book until you said three months from now? Yeah, at the last uh, in the last panel it says, uh, yeah. Then in two months the road to darkness begins in Batman number four or Metal Four. Because next month uh, is you know you know Batman what? I, I, Lost. I yeah, I get. Cause when is Doomsday Clock coming? That's next month, right? Oh, I suppose. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, they probably don't want to have two things going on at one time. They probably should have wrapped this shit up before Doomsday Clock anyway. Because they're, they're starting to get bad as Marvel now with all this shit going on at the same time. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. I was like, damn, two months? What are they getting behind already? And I was like, yeah. Then I forgot. I, told, be, so I totally Capullo forgot about this. Capullo is kind of slow with his stuff. So. Yeah. Well, shit. I don't know. But yeah, like I said, I gave this book uh, four to five. Good, solid, kind of disposable. May Superman look like a dumbass. <laughs> would have had like some good clues and stuff like that. Capullo killed with the artwork, but yeah. yeah. Cool book. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 ready, I'm, I'm ready for the next one. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm totally into this shit. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, anything left on the table? Anything else we got to talk about? Anything we address? Certain comments? I think we got it. We got another epic one here. 
Oh shit. We're eventually we're gonna get we're gonna trim this shit down. <laughs> we seem to get longer and longer every time. This time we go ahead like a five hour podcast. We just talk. <laughs> yeah. We'll be like Joe Rogan and shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit. Like I said, again, listen to us this long, and I know it was long as fuck. We listen to it this long. Definitely subscribe, share, uh, listen to it, comment. Uh Casey, give your uh, podcast one more time in case anybody wanna listen to him. The Rogan's Gen Podcast on SoundCloud yeah. under 242 Creative. There it is. And your YouTube channel is? Thank you Procrastinates. There it is. Thank you Procrastinates. He got, he got a whole bunch of uh, views on there. Definitely check that out. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. This is Leroy. This is Eli. And this is Thank Yeah, he's still there. Cool. How many <laughs> damn names you got, man? <laughs> man, like 12. I got warrants, man. <laughs> Like Method Man, Iron Lung, Hot <laughs> Mix. <laughs> oh, but we will talk to you guys later. But still, if one of them men is so ferocious, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't worry about it. The disciples are now well aware of the fact that my Kung Fu is unbeatable. Brother, we trapped. Shall it hear him? You must command. The block. We used to cook the product in the pot, add soda, turn the product in the rock. It's in my DNA, you see, you started with my pops. In his heyday, he probably put your father in the box. In my heyday, I probably put the product in my sock. Ain't no vacate, the props become a problem when it's hot. Mayday, mayday, but no charge. I'm nutty with the bars, that's a payday. So, bruh, this ain't even the bar, this is AA. Back up in the trunk with the AK. Each line pack a fabulous punch, no diss to Ray J. Nah, see, y'all don't dab and now, nay, nay. Got bottles coming now. Warriors come out and play, eh? Just know I'm grade A, get a slice of bread. Okay, some hoods love me, someone like me dead. Okay, my goon hungry, his thighs is red. Buddy clumsy, go oops upside your head. We at Drowin' Poe suckers. Range Rovers flood up the rucker. Me a thousand chains on, I got put on my luck. Evergreen baggies, selling capsules, running the classroom. Slick bastards getting cream, yelling cash roll. Smile like Pacquiao, but under the leather. Hold a Mac 1-0, pumping up in one oak, the Grammy hour. Coke chemist taste the flow, is numb. Knees a copper rum, blunt off the Get back, salute me, then one them out, off to the races. My blazers ain't patient, they wanna spray shit. Get elephant blown for stalking race shit. Jammies carry nitrogen, light up a session like I'm on Vicodin. Fuck with the righteous men and we fighting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rebels is here, medals and gear. Getting proud of a medical, that's incredible. The flyers, the most notorious wires, half of those liars. Off niggas' heads like papayas. Before I poly, red light in the five molly. So I can cipher God bodies from the John Gotti's. Everybody a boss saying they time's money. Women injections, leave them with the odd bodies. Babies having babies, wearing old navy, robbing old ladies. That's a product of no home training. I show you the ropes, I'm narrating Al Heyman. I told Lighty if I hate him, I'ma violate him. I'm not a shooter, but I know shooters. And if them shooters don't shoot up, I go suit up. Red man in the W is televised. We ain't the niggas, media telling hella lies. This a campfire of a vampire. I don't sleep with hot beats through the amplifier. And they nigga got something to say. I'm like, yeah, okay, y'all corny anyway, doc. People say.
my team hard, making them lean hard. You see more riders lined up than you see at a theme park. My queen hot, making the scene pop. Routine hot, online gangsters, I'm giving them screenshots. Hard white lyrics to guard right. Twisting the tail, sick as hell. Christian Bale from the dark night. On sight, fog in your fog lights. Your dogs like Swayze at the roadhouse. Down for the bar fight. Like this, like a IG pick. Before the Seahawks 24, Lord, I've been on that beast shit. Pussy, you whack, something like a cheap trick. Mike in the really jean vid, I got the streets lit. Shining star, find another, you gon' find it hard. Certain death that can walk off with minor scars. Fire a squad, defying the odds. And the flow solitary, just me behind yeah. the bars. Sparks off the bulletproof, game face intensity, applied ingenuity, tech criminology, sharp mathematically, certified, recognized by every eye worldwide. Back to the streets of the do or die hustler. I understand politics consistent, never quit. Superstar, right hits. Come have a listen, y'all. Getting money, flipping it, scripting it, recorded. Fans that applaud it. Ship a hundred mil, they bought it, took a snort of it. Quotes like heroin, coke mixed with dope. Have an overdose, cardiac, a loss, spin the beat back. Watch the magnet. Get a good track, I'm club pack them. They stiff cause the wisdom is swift when I'm attacking. Out of everybody getting these deals, you got all these black ass motherfuckers getting deals. These pussy ass motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? They're getting deals, and everybody got a deal, and everybody happy and shit. And Wu Tang, we the best. <laughs>